welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we are recapping episode four titled Tamara's Return. <laughs> you sounded like you weren't sure that's how you said her name. I know. You're like, Tamara. <laughs> Not Tamara, Tamara's. It's like a, um, a weird complex I have with her saying her name now. Tamara's <laughs> Return. Well, just think of like, uh, was it Annie? Annie Tamara, Tamara. Yeah. <laughs> I do, and I still say it wrong. <laughs> Tamara. <laughs> um, so I totally forgot that she was returning until I saw the episode title. <laughs> and the picture on Netflix is just Pacey's face, like in the scene where he sees her for the first time and he's right. in total shock. And I was like, oh, that's probably when he sees her. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. I, oh, I forgot to, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's been a minute because it's been what, two weeks since we did the last yeah. episode. Right. So um, I forgot. I totally forgot. But I have to say, after I finished this episode, I wanted to keep watching them and I'm like, I have to wait. It must be fresh in my mind for next week. I know. I know. Well, I always end up watching the opening um because I'm still like taking my notes and then it starts to play and I just watch the opening and then I just stop it because I'm like no I'm just gonna wait till next week and watch it next week before we record but um she's on next week too that's too much temptation for me that's too much temptation (laughs) I gotta stop it as soon as those closing credits come on I'm like I'm done (laughs) I know well I watched the fucking show so much I'm like I don't want to watch the episode 17 times Jesus (laughs) you mean you mean you don't really not not now no I don't have the time (laughs) (laughs) but it was um it was so weird watching it though because uh it was so funny Justin was watching some of it with me and the scene where it's Tamara and Pacey in the warehouse Mm. and he's like telling her why he he came to see her the previous day and whatever and he's like we were really good sexually there was not we had no problems he was like kids would never talk like this and I said well that's the point of the show Justin like he's (laughs) like none of them nobody talks the way that they do (laughs) no and he and he was like oh we are so sexually compatible he was like he would never say that he would be like yeah you were like a good a good lay (laughs) like that's what he would say I'm like well they're supposed to be more intelligent than that but yeah yeah, even the whole conversation that um Dawson and Joey have towards the end of the episode um I said, oh my God, like, it's so fucking deep. Like, calm down. It's so, so heavy. But I don't know. I really did like the episode. I liked it a lot better than last week. I liked the conflict between Abby and Jen. Um, I liked that Tamara is back. I like, I like the whole scene with Andy and Dawson. Yeah. uh, and (laughs) And her feelings are coming out about Pacey. There's, there's just a lot that's, uh, going on that I know leads into next week and um excited i'm so I'm excited, excited though so yeah it was a good it was a good episode the only other thing that i just didn't understand so i usually go online and i look up the music and i know i haven't been like um putting a lot of the music in the past couple of episodes because a lot of the music for the second season didn't really resonate with me unless i was sort of like just writing it down i guess and just buying that certain music but i didn't go crazy with the second season as much as i did the first season like I always say there's something so special about that first season for me and the music and everything but the second season 
um the music was just just different for me but watching it i said that's not the, that's not the right music like i remember and even justin said how do you know and i said because i fucking remember because <laughs> he said this song is terrible um okay your brain seriously scares me sometimes <laughs> it's just, i just remember weird things i don't know and from watching it so many times but i just said he goes this song is horrible and I don't remember what song I don't even I don't even remember the songs in the episode how how bad is that like the first season all those songs popped out to me you know what I mean Mm -hmm. not necessarily that they resonate but they're songs that I like songs that I listened to even at that age uh I mean not that these songs probably aren't but I feel like the ones that popped up are not ones that stick out in my head for whatever reason I don't I couldn't even tell you what songs played today yeah it's I felt like they were like they they put a lot of indie artists in the show like they they did it a lot during the first season and i think they were trying to be more current with new music for the second season which is fine because you know it worked mm-hmm. but when i went to go look at the music for this episode almost everything was switched out for the streaming or the dvd and when i was like on the website that i go to and i was looking up everything i said yeah i totally remember listening to this Totally remember listening to this. And I don't even know who these other singers are, performers are for the songs that they swiped out for the original. But it's crazy. I don't know. They just couldn't get the rights. But like the whole opening scene was a Donna Lewis song and then they switched it out for something else. And the whole end was like a Sean Mullen song that they switched out for some... I don't even know who he is. I have no idea. But this website I go to, it's great. It's like Dawson's Creek Music Guide... It's very organized and they have clips and stuff. So whoever runs that website, it's amazing. I love it. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. Keep doing it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he if they need to add anything else. <laughs> Everything's like listed on there, but it's it's great. It's very helpful. Cool. So, Jamie, before we get into the episode, how was your <laughs> weekend? <laughs> uh, it was a good weekend. It was productive. We surprised my well, not fully surprised. All right. So we went to my mom's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we surprised my pup up. Uh, we had dinner with him and stuff, which was great. So oh. it was nice to see them. I don't see them quite as often as I would like. Um, they're not around the corner. So, but yeah. it was really nice to hang out with them. Uh, Sunday, I cleaned a lot of cleaning. <laughs> I was a cleaning lady and I made pulled pork. <laughs> I know you sent me a picture of it. It looked really good. <laughs> it was delicious. I know you sent and me a Snapchat. <laughs> you, you were like, I, you should smell this. <laughs> it smells so good in here. <laughs> like this image like you can smell the image it's not a scratch and stiff but still um <laughs> snapchat get on that <laughs> yeah right i should be able to <laughs> i should be able to send smells okay <laughs> oh my, my god, god let's could create you imagine? this and become millionaires <laughs> i don't know how that would work but i don't know either <laughs> it could it could happen um <laughs> That was, that was a lot of fun. And for all of you non-meat eating people, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Not sorry. (laughs) But um, this weekend, I'm excited. We're going to an arts and crafts show somewhere in Jersey. Um, So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. We're going, we're going crafting. And then we get to go to a couple of craft stores like Hobby Lobby and Michael's. I'm very excited about that. Mostly because I've actually never been to a Hobby Lobby. They're I not near me. Either. 
Yeah, they're not near me either. I need to go. I need to get my crafts on for the holidays. So if I got stuff that's for sale, time to get started, right? So yeah, they said that they're supposed to open a Hobby Lobby near near me somewhere. There's a there's a bunch of stores that closed down in like a strip mall near me, and there's like a restaurant over there and a Sonic and. Um, I heard that they're supposed to be putting one over there and I was like, really? <laughs> it's such a weird area to put a Hobby Lobby. <laughs> but if they, it would be busy, it would bring a lot of um, um, money into the area, I know, because who doesn't like crafting? I mean, right. I don't I really like go in the Michaels or like Joanne Fabrics, but I go there because or, oh my god, AC Moore's. Did you ever go to AC Moore's? Oh yeah. Oh my god. When we were kids we all had those like little beads where you would make bracelets we all had our own like plastic or the lanyard i was always doing lanyard i had lanyard on everything i had pens that had like the, the staircase or you know ladder or whatever the chinese ladder i forget what it was called some something i always had this one all my pens were covered in lanyard <laughs> i just I'm, I, I'm pretty sure i still have the entire drawer filled with lanyard in my like craft where, where is that drawer <laughs> in your parents house <laughs> no it's here oh no no i have it i think it's in the attic still I, it never i guess it never made its way into my office <laughs> oh well you'll have to get it since you have all of your other craft stuff i will i will i'll put it under the table yeah well for me i took off last week i took off thursday and friday and i just did some shopping yeah, that's usually what I do when I'm off. I just go shopping. And <laughs> I ended up going over to my friend's house for a friend's giving, like a small thing. So Justin went out of town for the night with his friends. And so me and Justin, like, have the same friends before we even met. So, like, I was friends with all of them. He knew all the guys from high school. I knew them through my friend Aubrey. And it's weird. So, like, we're all friends. But he went to Atlantic City and hung out with the guys because um, they went to some show. And then me and Aubrey and my friend Jen, and it's usually our other friend, Nikki, we end up like just doing whatever. But Nikki couldn't come. So we just had like a little Friendsgiving. And I tried to make Starbucks cream cheese pumpkin muffins, but they didn't turn out how I wanted. They were still good, but they didn't turn out how I wanted. But it was fun. I had some wine. I drank two bottles of wine. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, we sat by the fire and just hung out and just had like a catch up and you lush you, <laughs> you know what? I was drinking this stuff called Verdi, which my mom loves. It's sort of like a sweet, it's like it bubbly. Pink? It's not pink. No, it's almost like champagne, but it's not, um, it's, it's more sweet. And then we were drinking this like peach sangria stuff. It was really Stop good. It. You're making me thirsty. <laughs> I usually drink margaritas. So like, I, it's been a while since I was just had like a glass of wine or whatever, but I was so afraid I was going to start like get a headache the next day. How am I trying? I drank those first two glasses really fast. Hmm. Um, and I started to feel like really good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I gotta <laughs> just calm down. And um, wine I, drunk is my favorite drunk, by the way. I usually, I am oh. so happy <laughs> and apparently I'm very funny. <laughs> Well, you're very funny without being wine drunk. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's, I started to chill out because we, I ate so much. My friend Jen made so much food. It was so good. And um, then we just sit, we sat out back and we were drinking the pizza and grill. And I, um, it was, it was good though. Like I didn't get drunk or anything. It was just a really relaxed night. And then I just came home yeah. and I don't know. I didn't really do anything Sunday. 
but um that was it that was my weekend it was just a very like chill couple of days yeah. you know had the house to myself for like the night and um it was so nice <laughs> it was so nice <laughs> but it's nice no, I'm trying to think, like, did I watch anything? Like, have any... Oh, I'm, I've been watching this show called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist for Dustin's podcast. Dustin can read and watch. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. If you if you like... Did you ever watch Glee? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> it's so... It's not It's not like Glee, but there's, like, musical numbers in it. And the girl the main character zoe she something happens to her where she starts to see people's um thoughts in musical numbers what's it called zoe's extraordinary playlist and where do i where is it streaming right now i'm watching it on peacock but i think it's on hulu and i know i still find it on demand on sling Um, i don't have sling anymore all right well i do have peacock and hulu i'm gonna check it out Oh my I've god, I have Hulu too. I should be watching it on Hulu without the commercials. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm uh currently binging fringe. Oh yeah, with Joshua Jackson. Yes. It's uh Tony. And I'm trying to get Terry to watch um Supernatural. So we started Supernatural from the beginning because he's never really watched it. So we're doing that. But I'm binging fringe on my own and I love it. I don't know why I waited so long to watch it. I think for some reason I didn't think it was about what it's about. Um, because well, it's very it, like X-Files, isn't it? Yeah. And that's my, that's like my, that's what I love. Like, yeah. I love the X-Files. I love all that weird science-y stuff. So when I finally looked at the description of the show, I was like, why am I not watching this? Like it's been out since 2009. So oh my God, it's so crazy. I love it. Love it. I remember watching maybe half of the first season because i knew because i knew he was in it Mm -hmm. and i know that it's a uh is it a jj abrams show Mm -hmm. yeah so that's probably why i started watching it too but i think i just lost interest in it and i just stopped watching it but i'll have to give it another try i mean you're talking so highly of it it's probably really good i like i mean i really like it i mean if you like that like fbi murder mysteries but like with a sciencey unexplainable twist to it you know what i mean that's or just like different their their methods are different and getting answers it's um it's really good i'm pretty sure this last episode that i watched they didn't say it but i'm pretty sure they were aliens and i'm gonna go with alien it's alien technology and that person was an alien he was an alien it was an alien he was writing an alien okay it was an alien (laughs) let me see how many times i can say it was an alien but it it was a damn alien (laughs) but it was what season are you on I'm still in the first season because oh, okay. I've only just started watching it recently. Um, and I've been, I've had a lot of other things going on between, you know, bookstagram and trying to get some books done and um, work yeah, and running around doing errands. And now I'm going to have to be shopping and doing crafts soon for the holidays. So it's a lot. lot. Yeah. I need another me. <laughs> the good thing. So the thing I'm, pr- I'm like so grateful for, I'm proud for the thing that I'm grateful for is that we're still able to work from home and obviously work is such a big part of our day, but it's so nice to be able to just work out of my house and still be able to do things that I need to do while I'm at home and not losing that time that I'm commuting to work and driving back from work. And like, 
I'm just still available in my house to be able to do the things I need to do. And it's just, it's so convenient. Like I'm going to be so sad when we have to go back, but I don't know. So I'm like, maybe this weekend, if, if I'm up to it, maybe I'll take my tree out and put my tree up. I, I, we have to reorganize our living room so much. Like it's ridiculous, but I don't know. I, I need to figure out where I'm going to put my tree. I have like reading after, after Thanksgiving, I kind of refuse to do almost anything Christmas related until after I get my damn turkey. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. I need to get through actual fall autumn activities before I get into the winter Christmas activities. Like (laughs) I, it's great for those who are gung ho and it's the day after Halloween and their Christmas decorations are up. That's great for you. That was my sister. (laughs) My sister put her tree up already. It's crazy. It's too much for me. That's too much. I need my brain needs to process one thing at a time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Can't well, do and it. it's overwhelming. And it's it, like yeah. it's a lot of it's a it's a lot. The holidays are a lot. And it's I know I know it's not fun year, when you're an adult, you guys. It's not fun. No. I <laughs> Unless mean, you have kids. And even then it still sounds really stressful, but I'm sure Christmas morning makes up for it, right? But it's a lot of work, man. It's not fun when you're an adult. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like I know we talked about it in the last episode too, like our feelings towards the holidays and stuff, but like, because of the pandemic, it sort of put such like a, um, I don't know. It just, it made me not like really about the holidays last year. And I almost was just like, I don't want to, I don't even want to put the tree up. Like, I don't even care. I don't want to do anything. And we finally did. And then I put lights up around the window and and I started to get, you know, in the spirit. In the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last weekend I ended up going to Walmart and they have like their $2 like ornament section. So I bought like a bunch of like fun little ornaments just to just decorate my apartment with just cute little things. And like, that's how I slowly start to get into it. But it's just weird how it's already almost here. I know. And for those of you that are kind of confused, we're recording now. Thanksgiving hasn't happened, but you're listening to us and Thanksgiving has passed. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think there was some confusion about that. We record we record at least two episodes ahead. And right. by the time you listen to this, our Thanksgiving episode will have already been out and we hope that you enjoyed it. Um <laughs> Pieces of April starring Katie Holmes and a bunch of other actors. <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, include special guest Lauren from Swapping Horror Stories podcast. So uh, check it out. It was a really fun episode. Great episode. But, but, yeah. um, but not to confuse you guys, because we're getting a little crazy and off and you guys are going to be like, wait a minute, we just had Thanksgiving. Well, we haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not until next week. <laughs> I know. We we know what we're doing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be confusing our people here. So, all right. I know. Well, when I When I go back and listen to it, I go... Um, wow we're having a therapy session the first half hour this is deep i know it's so funny (laughs) therapy first then dawson's creek i'll end up being like wait i have to post something about i already did it i did i did this already for the instagram i remember i posted a thing for the double date episode because we had just recorded that episode but we were already like two episodes behind because that was our new our new episode and you texted me and you go yeah you go I fixed it it's not the right you put the wrong information I was like what are you talking about and you're like that's not until episode whatever and I go oh shit I'm so I'm confusing myself I'm like getting ahead of myself it's so funny I was like thanks for noticing I tried to catch it really really early but I think one of our um one of our listeners was like real confused they're like I thought that was something else and I'm like what we (laughs) 
I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I know. Tempo. I was like, I'm such a connoisseur with this fucking show and I fucked it up already. I look <laughs> like a fraud. <laughs> this person, he don't even, they don't even know their episodes. Did he really watch the show when he was a teenager? <laughs> I don't think he did. He doesn't even know when Joey and Dawson's first date was. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm just getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> we're only human guys exactly we got a lot of stuff going on here <laughs> by the time this is out i will also have done shelly from cows of point horror her instagram live she's having me on as a special guest to review um prom night with jamie lee curtis so i mean it'll already have aired by the time this um it goes up but check out her page too um <laughs> I'm going to say it now. I probably pretty sure I had a really good time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you did. I can't go into the future right now to check. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say I had a great time. (laughs) Where's a DeLorean when you need him? I know. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Or, Um, you know, a phone booth. Oh my God. (laughs) That No, that takes you, wait back to the future back to the future is the delorean the phone booth is bill and ted, ted. yeah but they but go to the, past, take you to the past and don't they go don't they do but they go to the future too don't they or was it only a history lesson i feel like they go to the future too they go to the future because they end up with a bunch of weirdos person. that worship them remember and they made all this music or am i getting that confused with the other one it bill doesn't matter this is a Dawson's Creek podcast it doesn't matter Wait. Wait a minute, though. I need to know. Wayne's World had no time travel at all, right? No. Okay, then it was Bill and Ted. So Bill and Ted do go to the future. <laughs> Wayne's World had no time travel at all, right? No, not at all. Dude, I don't know. All those movies are kind of a comedy. So <laughs> oh my God. they do some dumb stuff. This is going to be a 30 minute tangent about what happened in fucking Wayne's World, Back to the Future. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you think it's time travel because it's their memory. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you're thinking. (laughs) Makes sense. Oh my gosh. Show, yeah, because they would go. Yeah, I know, I know what you're doing. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> that was right. <laughs> I'm there. in your Bill head. It's Bill and Ted. They go to the future because they're like worshipped and they have like this band and all those crazy stuff and everybody mm. loves them. So they have to go back and pass that history exam or whatever. I vaguely remember that movie. I remember seeing it when I was a kid, but I don't God, Keanu it. Reeves is in it. I mean, come on. Oh, he he's like hotter than ever now. Are you kidding me? That man aged like fine wine. <laughs> he doesn't even look like he's aged. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's vampire. <laughs> he was in a movie with Katie Holmes and um, Greg Kinnear and... Really? Yeah. We should watch it. It's called The Gift. I remember seeing it um, in the theaters. This was known as Katie Holmes' first nude scene, this movie. Oh. So I recently looked it up because I was like... I remember when Katie Holmes was nude in a movie because it was like such a big deal because she was like sweet Joey Potter and it's in Joey Potter. And she did it because she wanted to get out of that whole like, that's why she did Pieces of April. Yeah, she was trying to do all these different like roles. And I remember seeing it with my friend at the time who I'm not friends with anymore. (laughs) And um, I remember being like, oh my God, she's naked. 
it's so <laughs> weird because I never looked at her like sexually ever I was just like I like I can't explain my brain I really I, like I, I don't know you don't have to explain your brain it's okay yeah it was just like I didn't look at her as like a sexual object ever but but Keanu was, Reeves was in it so now I, I think of him as a sexual object <laughs> it's a little I need to go check this out I'm gonna have to look this movie up maybe it could be a movie that we recap I'm down for it yeah I don't know I mean, it's got Keanu Reeves in it so now I'm curious and I don't think I've seen it so I think it's actually streaming on Prime so I'm gonna find out <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is because I think I added it to my queue the gift yeah, it's a Sam Raimi movie as well, who did Spider-Man and um, he did Evil Dead. Okay, so it was the 2000 movie. She did it right after Dawson's Creek. It is on Hulu. It's on Paramount Plus. It's on Prime. Oh, good. It's so on a bunch options. of other ones too, but those are, yeah, we've got some options. So, all right, cool. Yeah, well, maybe we can look into that for the future. Gift like the Christmas gift? No, I don't know. No, it's like a it's like a mystery, like crime, suspense, thriller, mysteries sounds yeah. like fun. But yeah, it's so whatever website I was reading about it, they were like it sort of came and went. It was supposed to be this big thriller because it had all these like names in it, and it ended up just being known as the movie that Katie Holmes got naked in. But I remember <laughs> I liked it. I don't Poor know. Katie. Um. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be something that I'm going to like because uh, it's got supernatural clairvoyance in it. All right. Yep. This is for me. Yeah. I can't think of the actress name, the main actress. It's Kate something. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. She plays like a medium, like psychic, whatever. And clairvoyance. Yeah. She can see like, um, I think she's there to like help figure out who murdered somebody. I don't Hillary know. Swank is in here too. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of people in it. Watch it and tell me what you think. A haunting psychological thriller. The gift is ultimately a profound celebration of the human spirit. <laughs> released December 22nd, 2000 in the United States of America. Oh, it was released in 2000? That's what it says, yeah. Oh, I thought it came out after she was off of Dawson's Creek. I guess not. Mm-mm. It says 2000. There is one that was done in 2015. I didn't look it's to see the one. character. Got. No, it's a different one. But... Oh, look at Keanu Reeves. All right, let me put this down. We need to get started. These poor yeah, people are listening exactly. to us rant about random stuff. Um, yes, we do. But the <laughs> one the one thing, the one thing that she she mentioned in a recent article interview that she did was something about how she did she they asked her if she would ever do nudity and she said I did. I did it in my 20s when you're supposed to do it. And she said I'm not opposed to it. And if the role ever called for it, I would probably do it again. You know what's so funny, though? As much as it was such a big deal back then, it's not even a big deal. Like, nudity is not even a big deal, like, with anything anymore. It's so crazy. Like, I don't know. It's it's shocking to me when I see somebody that I've watched for years and years and years and, like, looked up to and just followed their career. And they do a role, like, where they're doing something that you don't think that they're going to do. It's sort of like wow, they really did do that. But it's not like... Shock at all. No, it's like... Yeah. They're just boobs. Because we're we're desensitized, but I think a lot of it also between being desensitized with all of the things that are out that we have access to, we're also older. Right. And we realize and recognize the fact that it's just body parts. (laughs) Um, 
for younger audiences is probably going to be different, but they are also at this point desensitized. Everything is online. Everybody is online and they have access to naked people whenever they want. Porn is free. So it's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. That's why I'm always like, why would anybody subscribe to some random person's OnlyFans page? You can get porn for free. Just like look it up. That's why I'm always categories like, and search what you're into. There's probably something for it. Yeah, I don't get it. They're always like, like, I mean, my Twitter is filled with that bullshit. And they're like, top 0.7% OnlyFans. I'm like, who is subscribing to your page? Like, you just look like a normal person. I don't get it. I, like, I don't know. It's weird. But um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just very, I'm more surprised when I see pictures of Katie Holmes smoking. (laughs) Cause I'm like, who's (laughs) still smoking in 2021? It's so disgusting. I'm so against smoking and like, like all these pictures. So listeners, if any of you guys smoke, quit. (laughs) Save lives. (laughs) It's so bad for you. I mean, it's, it is not healthy, but I'm not going to judge you for it. It's your business. It's your body. It's your choice. I just don't get it to kill yourself a little sooner even though we're all dying <laughs> we're all <laughs> we're all a little bit closer to death every every minute of every day right but still oh my god now we're being depressing yolo <laughs> yolo all right anyway so do you you want to get into this episode jamie we probably, probably should <laughs> let's um, face it though our listeners at this point are just here to hear they're here to listen to us ramble i think <laughs> I know. I don't even care anymore. I'm just happy that we're getting the downloads and people are like happy with what we're doing. And they love us. They really love our content. And I, I love know. Them I can't say it enough. We, we love you. We are so appreciative of everybody just liking and sharing and following and helping us out. And support us. And we love it. Yeah. Because we just do whatever the fuck we want, right, Jamie? <laughs> For the most part. For the most part. <laughs> Um, are you drinking anything? Uh, water. Okay. Boring. Are you, you have your Red Bull? <laughs> I have my Red Bull. You haven't had your drink in a while, so. I haven't really been in the mood for the alcohol. I think one day maybe I might bring a bottle of wine up here. Yeah. But. <laughs> It'll be a while. Really, it might get really silly. <laughs> maybe next week we can do that. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. For Turkey Day. Yeah. Holiday. It's not like I got to cook. No. Or drive. <laughs> exactly. Gobble, excited gobble. Okay. Gobble, 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 right? It's like a turkey. Well, oh wait, by God. the time this airs, we should be saying, we hope everyone had a really nice Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guys, I hope your holiday was lovely. And if you didn't do anything, well, I hope your solitary afternoon was still fantastic and lovely yeah maybe you weren't solitary you could have went to the movies hey if you went to the movies that's cool what did you see i want to (laughs) know let us know in the comments (laughs) tell me what you did for turkey day all right (laughs) anyway sorry i got energy (laughs) all right do you want to get into this (laughs) (laughs) yes let's do this oh we said this is like the third time you said that (laughs) we're getting closer (laughs) closer All right, so this is episode four, Tamara's Return, aired October 28th, 1998, directed by Jesus Salvador Trevino, written by Mike White. All right, so we open with Dawson and Joey at Magic Hour, and they're hot and heavy, making out on the ground on a, on like a blanket, 
and she stops him and she's like what are we doing Dawson and he's like what does it look like we're doing <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to <laughs> finger bang you he's and- such a smart ass in this uh <laughs> this episode I feel like the entire time yeah even when he was trying to apologize he was still being like an asshole <laughs> I don't know well when we get to it I'll ex- I mean I'll tell you my thoughts I just thought it was just like anyway yeah, um we'll get there his hair is all messy because they're just rolling fun. around on on the ground guys to give you a little bit of background if you haven't seen this episode yet or you haven't seen it in a while they're in the uh that like grecian like lake park area that's on private property where they caught pacey and tamara doing the nasty the first mm-hmm. time that's where they are so they're on the blanket on the steps leading down to this little lake area um it's so pretty there i want to go so bad i don't i don't even know where there is it's probably on a set somewhere but i would love to go um i did look it up i did look it up i have to find out what the name of it is but i forget i totally forget i don't know but it's uh they're like on this like concrete slab and it looks cold (laughs) cold (laughs) yeah well they're they're warming each other up with their body heat so sure sure she says their current situation just isn't working And he says, well, our options are limited because we can't go to each other's houses. And she says, this is all too Swiss family Robinson. She's a 20th century girl. In order to make out, she needs music and mood lighting and climate control. (laughs) And he says, where's your sense of romance? We have a gorgeous moonlight shimmering in the water. We got stars overhead, crickets chirping. We got wind and trees. And if you get cold, you got me to keep you warm. And he leans in to kiss her again. And she tells him that he's really cheesy and he's like what you don't like it and she says are you kidding me i find it unbearably sexy and then she rolls on top of him basically grinding his crotch and he like i found this really really hot to be honest with you and i was like wow they really went for it i don't really remember watching it like that back then um they just really went for it i feel like it was very believable to me um It was like, I felt like it was on par with last week with the, um, the bedroll, how you ever want to call it. (laughs) Dawson picked up some tricks from that movie he did. (laughs) Yeah, it was a ladies man in that movie. Um, So yeah, they're, so they continue to make out, which is hot. And that's our opening scene, which was very short, very sweet, very to the point. And uh, it was not in his bedroom, which I found another. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah, I just just didn't remember that they had so many outside of the bedroom. I thought I always thought that they were in the bedroom, but um, it was interesting. I liked it. I liked that they went back to magic hour. I really 100% agreed with Joey on the climate control. Um, <laughs> guys, oh yeah, tell me what your specific I'm... needs are for making out, Jamie. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be comfortable, okay? Because if I'm chittering, it's not cute, okay? If my lips are turning blue, it is not cute, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if I have goosebumps and it's not from you, you know, being kissed in happy places, but because I'm cold, <laughs> it is not cute, okay? <laughs> I get that. I get it. And girls are, I feel like in my opinion and most experiences, you know, uh, women are always colder. Like we're always cold. Guys are always like a freaking furnace. And the rest of us are always in like tons and tons of layers. Unless you're going through menopause. Ladies, I apologize. And I'm also not looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> one step at a time, Jamie. One step at a time. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't like to be cold at all. I don't either. But I also don't like to be sweating hot. I want to be comfortable, okay? Climate control is key. I don't want to be sweaty and stinky. I don't want to be next to somebody sweaty and stinky unless it's a good sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> but it's usually just, you know, from being hot and that's just not, that's not cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, no, I hear you. My, my body temper, temperature is always off. Like even today when I got out of the shower, I was, I put on sweatpants and I was like, oh, I don't even want to wear these. I'm so uncomfortable wearing these. And then like, 20 minutes later I was like cold again so I put them back on but I was just like I don't know well, you just you off. just got out of the shower too so your body temperature was probably still adjusting from being in yeah. a hot shower to being in a colder room so that makes sense to me it's just weird but I hear you like you want to be you know making out and being like you know sexual with your partner or whatever you want to like be comfortable in that situation oh my gosh to me, I mean, laying on that rock hard ground did not seem comfortable to me. It was probably no. hot in the moment, but like, I've never done that. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> we can move on. All right. So, on. <laughs> um, so now we see Dawson and Mitch walking downtown. He's stopping to look at a property that he's interested in buying. And... Um, we see a woman walking up to them wearing sunglasses and we see that it is Miss Tamara Jacobs. And- Did you ever notice what drove me super crazy about this is they Tamara is selling property that has never been mentioned before. <laughs> I don't think that bothered me as much as the clothes that she was wearing because it looked almost identical to what she was wearing in her very first episode. It was weird. They like sort of matched her up in those in that dress that same dress first appearance season one first appearance season two yeah i was just like um they kind of just like changed it up a little bit i don't know i don't know i feel like she didn't look as put together in this episode as she has in episodes past uh but i just it yeah it bothered me the first time i watched this episode and then the second time i've watched this episode that she all of a sudden has a location that she or property she needs to sell that isn't her beach house and i'm like why does a teacher have this other location? Did she explain? No, I don't even think it ever no. gets brought up. So we just, just we just accept the fact that this teacher, which I'm sure her salary is probably not astronomical, right? Well, she was married a- to a rich businessman. Maybe she had money to Maybe buy it was property. His? Maybe. Maybe it was his property. Maybe. And she's trying to get rid of those assets. Huh? That could be it. I think that might make me feel better about this entire situation. Yeah, because I don't think it matters, Jamie, because it's just a way for her to be back in town. Because <laughs> it's just a show. I get it's it. It's <laughs> the wheelchair theory, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, it's the wheelchair theory all over again. There's no reason for it other than for her to be there. <laughs> what happened to continuity, man? <laughs> what? What? What's that? <laughs> so um, she walks up to them and Dawson calls her Miss Jacobs. Like he's shocked that he sees her, first of all. he's like i can't believe that's her and she tells him she's not his teacher anymore he can call her tomorrow and we see mitch sort of look at her like he's sort of like checking her out he's kind of like intrigued by her and dawson asks if she's back in cape side and she says no she's just trying to get rid of this property and that's when dawson leaves for school and we are now at cape side high and we see dawson finding looking for pacey in the hallway 
and he says he has to talk to him about something. And he says, let me guess, you and Joey are having another lover spat and you want my opinion. Well, here it is. Joey is being sarcastic and oversensitive and you are being self-absorbed and suffocating. Problem solved. And I said, wow. So this whole time, the writers knew exactly what they were doing with these characters. (laughs) Because all the times we talk about how fucking self-absorbed he is and suffocating and all this stuff the writers are writing him to be exactly that way it's not even like there was an oops it was yeah. on purpose mm-hmm. it's so f- i was like wow they're let they're telling us right now so yeah i thought that was hilarious um that or they got a lot of feedback <laughs> yeah maybe and they decided to throw that line in there <laughs> probably and joey is sarcastic and oversensitive but you know dawson is really self-absorbed i mean mm-hmm. So Dawson tells him it has nothing to do with him and Joey. It involves Pacey. And he says, oh, do I owe you money again? And he's like, no, <laughs> you don't owe me money. But he's trying to tell him that about Tamara. Tamara. Uh-huh. But he can't get it out. And then just as soon as he's about to say it, we see Andy come up uh, and get something out of her locker, which is right next to Pacey's. And when did that like, happen? Well, I thought it. Oh, yeah, you're I thought right. They were like a, I thought they were across from each other. I don't remember. I just remember in the last episode, Alternative Lifestyle, they were sort of, no, it wasn't even then. They were just walking down the hallway. I don't remember, honestly. I don't, I don't notice that stuff. Unless it's like a constant it. thing in the show. I like, I don't right. know. Right. I don't remember. I I don't remember. But. Oh, well. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, I want to tell you this in private. And. Andy's like, I'll be out of your way in uh, five seconds. I just got to get a book. Pacey's like, look what the cat dragged in to Andy. I thought that was funny. I love their banter. Yeah. I love their banter. So Pacey's rushing to get the class. He says that if he's late, that the teacher's going to like flip out on him. Mm-hmm. And he says, find me after school. We'll talk about it after school. And he's like, I can't. I have a thing with Joey with this art thing. And he's like, oh, the things we do for love. Ah, the things, the things we, the sacrifices we make for young love. Ah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) He's funny. So he never gets to tell him what he has to tell him. And they end up going to class. So, okay. So this, this is the stuff that I hate in movies and TV. Like he could have just said, um, someone's back in town even if it was in front of andy he could have talked in code he yeah. could have spared that like one fucking second before he had he, to rush to class right all he had to do is uh that teacher's back in town right it, like that teacher's back in town five words simple simple as that but they made it into such an issue that he like couldn't just get these words out he said everything but she's back in town <laughs> the whole time so it's one of those weird nuances that they have in tv shows and stuff where you're like just fucking say it like just say it (laughs) but like in the horror movies where you're like don't go through that door and they're dead but it's like something that you have to tell them right then and there and they just hold off and hold off and hold off it drives me nuts yep but it's a way for him to be shocked when he sees her obviously or like when they're trying to explain something like really sensitive right but they they can't spit it out Mm -hmm. it's like with um what is it, the April? What did we just watch? Pieces of like, April. <laughs> pieces of April with her knocking on her neighbor's doors, trying to see if they can use the stove. And yes. she just couldn't find the right words. I'm like, literally just tell them, I need to use your stove. Is it possible? My stove is broken. Right. Your stove is broken. Can I use yours? Mm-hmm. My stove is broken. Can I use yours? 
all of this can be done in under 10, 10 words. One sentence. One <laughs> sentence. Not even a run on. Instead, she's no like, calm is needed. Instead, she's like, <laughs> so the neighbors downstairs are helping me. And I just wanted to know if um, so I'm making dinner. And so uh is there any way that gotta go get out of my way girl gotta go my favorite one hi i need help yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) i'd be like i don't want to help you get away from me (laughs) (laughs) um so now we have joey and jack walking the class and she tells them she has bad news that the sitter canceled on bestie so we don't have to open up this afternoon and the good news is that he has the day off So Jack is like, well, we can still open it up anyway. And she says she loved to, but Bessie is home with the baby and she has an art lecture after school. And he says, well, there's me. I can do it. And she says, you, Inspector Clouseau. And Jack says, you don't think I can handle it? And she says, ever since they hired him, it's been a slapstick comedy. She's so mean. I know. She's tried. Yeah, that's what I said. He's He's such a fucking bitch to him this whole episode. And just sort of like she like she doesn't realize she's being insulting. No, she doesn't until he like responds, but he responds in such like a passive manner. Like if you really watch her face, she she does a really excellent job at just like, huh, did I did what I like she's thinking about her words because of how he responded to her because it wasn't the yeah. normal banter she's used to. You know what I mean? She's used to interacting with Dawson and Pacey and then giving it right back to her. Uh so she doesn't think about the things that come out of her say, she just says them. Um with with Jack, it's he doesn't respond in that kind of way. He, he, you know what I mean? His, his outlook is different. He's very calm about it. And he just kind of takes everything in stride. Even if he gets offended, he doesn't like make a big deal out of it. He just, I think he recognizes that's just who Joey is and he just lets it slide. But it's, I think the reactions that she's getting from him is enough for her to just kind of be like, huh, he didn't react the way that I thought he was going to. Maybe he took it differently than I thought. You know what I mean? And I think she just kind of like, she has those moments of realization, like, huh. Yeah. You know, that's what I, that's all I can think of is, huh. I always get uncomfortable when I meet somebody new and they don't get my sense of humor or. It's hard. You're like, it, it is am hard. I that weird? <laughs> no, it's not. I don't, and I don't think I'm weird. I just think I, people just don't get it. And the people that do get it, I just like, <laughs> I just treasure. <laughs> but like the people that don't, I notice I'm not really friends with them anymore. Or like, they're not really like in my life as much because it's hard to not be yourself because yep. you feel like you're going to offend somebody. Yes. And even if you're joking around with somebody and they take it so seriously that they don't know your sense of humor, that they don't understand that you're being funny. It's like, wow, you're like next level. I like, mm-hmm. I wasn't even being insulting. I don't think I can be <laughs> your friend because I can't tiptoe around your sensitivity like yeah. it's weird 100 right i'm 100 with you yeah uh, i don't get it i don't know it's I, I mean i mean there are certain there's like a line though between the way that we are and then you know super negative behavior like mm-hmm. you know races racist jokes and sexist jokes and whatever you know what i mean so you have to really understand the other person yeah. on that kind of a level because if not somebody's going to be getting offended and it's just a relationship that will never work. Um, yeah. and, and you're hundred percent right. You shouldn't have to tiptoe or walk on eggshells and hide your personality in that kind of way. Comedians don't. So, no. and I don't think I'm I. a comedian. I just think like, I don't look at myself as that. I just think I have, I'm just a very like open 
type of person who likes to joke around and you know the people that get it get it and the people that don't i'm just like oh i don't think it's gonna work out (laughs) yeah oh i I understand though because it's the same way with me though some i I feel like for the most part people understand me i'm easy to get along with but i've there have been those people where they've just kind of stared at me and they're like she's weird and i'm like i'm gonna go over here where people understand my world it's so weird i don't like i can't even i mean we're both saying this but like and obviously we know each other so well, but like, I don't know anybody that would look at you like that and be like, she's so weird. <laughs> or like, cause you, you're Terry very like, every, he's well, Terry says it to me every single day, but then he also goes, yeah, but you're really cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just as weird as I am. Like, it's okay. <laughs> well, I, no, well, Terry, I felt like when I met Terry, like when the four of us hung out that one time, I think he got my sense of humor and I got his yeah. like, mm-hmm. so I appreciated that. Cause like, you never know when you're meeting your friend's significant other either. Um, and especially with me when, cause I am a gay man. I have a lot of female friends and sometimes their significant others are weird about it. And I've dealt yeah. with it a lot with friendships and I, and I'm always like, what, like why? But when I met Terry, I was like, Oh, I'm going to like this guy. Like he's funny. <laughs> and he like gets yeah. it. And I didn't think he was like, um, uncomfortable or he like was being weird or anything i think um, it helped that he he got to get to know justin your yeah, partner it was because those two have more in common and yeah. we have in common so right. it worked out <laughs> splendidly it i feel nice. like if it was just the three of us terry might get bored <laughs> maybe yeah, not probably bored, no he'd be like uh people uh, follow us for very long i feel like, <laughs> like yeah, what are you guys it, talking about now I'd be like right. <laughs> But yeah, you're what right. are we talking about? It was it was good because the two of them got along, yeah. and you know, but it was it was um it was just like refreshing to me because I've dealt with that bullshit like from so yeah. many past friendships and their partners, and I'm like, I don't want to fuck your girlfriend. Like, calm the fuck down. They're jealous. Yeah, and I hate like I will never say that about myself ever because I don't look at myself like that. I don't ever put myself up on that like that standard or whatever but it's weird to say because you you, like there is a weird jealousy factor when it comes to Mm -hmm. like these guys and being awkward whatever it's it's jealousy it's a trust issue it stems from a couple of different things that they're insecure about the relationship you know what i mean so it's there's other issues behind it whether it's because of that you know relationship or past experiences right um, they've got some baggage if they're jealous over it but anyways what really also kind of got me about this scene is uh jack's like well i'll open it and then (laughs) and then joey just turns around i was like you know what okay first of all joey's got a lot of power for being a high schooler you know know. (laughs) even though it's her sister's business and who would just do that you have you have a represent uh, an employee who is not that great at his job (laughs) opening a business a restaurant on his own and it didn't even sound like there'd be a chef there because she literally says don't burn the kitchen down like don't burn the place down so is he i guess he had to come in no i guess they had to have a cook come in 
They had they, to. Yeah, I, I would hope so. Otherwise, Jack's cooking too. <laughs> and serving tables and cleaning. He's yeah. doing a lot of work for just one person to run an entire restaurant. So I just thought that entire thing was just crazy. Every time I turn around when it comes to this restaurant, it's crazy <laughs> stuff that's happening. Great right? question mark. Joey is hiring people. She's firing people. She's, you know, having new employees open the business by herself. She's opening the business by herself. I just... Uh, this is why it went down, right? Well, no, it gets burned down, right? Doesn't it burn down? Uh, her father uh, does something right. uh, with drugs when he comes when he gets out of the uh, when he gets out of the slammer. I was because I, I said that's why it gets burned to the ground, but no, it's it, her father's fault. It's her father's fault for uh, it burning down to the ground. But yeah, she tells Jack it'll be like a trial thing for him to see if he can handle it, and one hell of a trial. <laughs> Here, open the restaurant by yourself. It's just a trial run. Yeah, yeah. Bessie will be happy because she she can stay home with the baby. Bessie will be happy worrying about her place burning down. I know. (laughs) I just, this entire scene, I mean, I get it. I, I also did this even come up again later i don't even think it comes up again no it never did i said the same thing i said they never this is a dead end it. plot point okay they dead never end. talk about it because <laughs> <laughs> i said the same thing i said they never ever talked about it again nope. um but when she tells him that he's been a slapstick comedy he says well why don't you terminate me if i'm an incompetent if i'm such an incompetent moron and she says that she doesn't want to terminate him um, and that's when she says, it's fine. You can open it. It'll be a test run, but don't set the kitchen on fire or anything. And Jack just Low key, looks... she's like, you're not that bad. I'm just being really dramatic. Right. Right. But he looks like he's like happy, but he looks like he's still like sad. He's there's like no emotion with him. Not yet. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Not until maybe later when they're at the art exhibit, but he's just very like just stoic. Is that the right word? Yeah. He's yeah. He's just uh, he's hiding more. Yeah. And it could be because he's still questioning himself. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. We just don't know anything about him yet. He's just, all we know is that he works at the fucking ice house. And this is the first time we've seen him in school. So. Well, um, I think this is the most that we get to see him too. And it's probably in preparation for the next couple of episodes because stuff is starting to turn downhill by the end of this episode. Yeah. For our favorite main characters. So our next scene is we're at lunch with Jen and she's just picking out her food. She looks like she's literally talking to herself. And Abby comes up behind her with like a wad of cash in her hand. And Jen's like, get that out of my face. And she's like, it's her allowance time and she needs to go shopping. And she wants Jen to go with her this weekend. And she says she's not up to it. Abby tells her, you don't feel like shopping and you call yourself a woman. And Jen tells her she just doesn't feel all that festive right now. And her plan is to spend the weekend in bed counting her ceiling tiles. Then Abby looks annoyed and she says, please don't tell me this has something to do with your ludicrous Dawson Leary fixation. And Jen just looks at her. And Abby loses her mind at this point and (laughs) she's yelling in the middle of the cafeteria. And she says, damn it, Jen, you're such an ass. I love Abby so much in this episode. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I liked her uh, until she started fighting with Jen because Jen didn't do anything. No, no, that's a fair point. This particular scene, I really, really liked because she's trying to pull her out. You know what I mean? Of her her rejection funk. That I agree with. Yeah. She's just trying to be like a friend. And like she's funny. I love the words coming out of her mouth. Yeah, I agree with that. So she says, 
What is so great about Dawson Leary? He's just a guy with a motor mouth and a limp billy club. Turn over a rock and find yourself another guy. The whole world's crawling with them. A limp billy club. <laughs> well, I don't think he's got a limp billy club with all the making out he's doing with Joey. So he's probably got a blue balls at this point. But... <laughs> probably. But that's what walking the dog for every morning's for. Exactly. <laughs> so Jen tells her that it's not that easy. She got rejected and it hurts. And she also feels on the outs with the whole Dawson, Joey, Pacey, Troika, she says. And she says that she used to fit in. So she's feeling like lost, I guess. Which is, it's also kind of a slap in the face to Abby, who sort of took her in. Yeah. And the three of them sort of just kind of discarded her. But Pacey didn't really discard her. I don't think Pacey was really that close to her to begin with. No. You know what I mean? They're, they weren't, at least not yet. But um... she's not really in their group. Like she. No. She sort of was in the beginning, but it was really just her and Dawson. And then because they were dating, Dawson, she, Dawson would just invite her to things. So it it wasn't like she was like really good friends with the three of them. No, Um, they just happened to be there at the same time, the same, same place, whatever. But it is weird when situations like that do happen, when you do sort of feel like you're on the outs with a group of friends that you're still getting to, to know and, you know, she is still the new girl in town. Um, yeah, I mean, think about it for a second, though. you got Jen, who she's not going to hang out with Joey because her and Joey have had issues since day one. Mm-hmm. Like, they had moments of civility and they where they got along, but most of the time they, like, not so much on Jen, but Joey doesn't really like her. The only connection she really had to that group was Dawson. Mm-hmm. And now their relationship is estranged because of, you know, the breakup and everything. So she just doesn't have that kind of connection right now. So like, I get it because she's probably used to being around them. But at the same time, you got to give that relationship time to heal. You know yeah. what I mean? So that it's not so raw and it's raw for her. She just got rejected. I'm sure she wouldn't be a lot of fun being around them. It would probably be awkward. You know what I mean? Because the last time she was near Dawson, she practically threw herself at him, right? So, by the way, also not a fan of Jen's hair. Me either. I don't know what they did. It's a mess. Even in all the promotional pictures for the second season with her hair, I it's so terrible. Like, I thought the first season was bad because it just looks so weird. Like, even the long style was weird. They do fix it, though, later in the seasons. I know by the third season, it's at, like, a longer length. But the mm-hmm. more she grows it out, it looks better. But they, they, it does start to change throughout the seasons. But yeah, this second season hairstyle is just, it's like the pits. I don't like it at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the, not fun. It's a faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I really, I really liked Abby's response to trying to get Jen out of this rut. So she tells her that she should count her blessings because those people are boring. And so Jen says she just needs a few days to nurse her narcissistic wounds. And this is when Abby's like, you've had a few days. You're basically in hibernation. You need to come out and just enjoy the day with me and just go shopping. She says she'll just rain on her parade. And she says, well, shopping for me is like deep sea diving. It's dangerous and it's exciting. And if I do it alone, I may never come up for air. She's just begging Jen to go with her because she says she may drown in a sea of dresses and hair gel. And I think that's when Jen pretty much just gives in. Because, like, how can she say no? Just go hang out with your friends on the weekend. Yeah. It'll make you feel better. Sometimes I feel like I I completely relate to Jen in that kind of way, though. Because sometimes I really do need that pushy friend. 
to get me to move, to get me to go and do something. Because if I could, I really would just spend every day in bed, buried under books. That is my happy place. Not saying that I don't like to go out and be social. I do, but it just takes a lot more energy for me to do that. And then I can get, it's exhausting. It's draining. You know what I mean? Being around so many people for long periods of time. So I really am one of those people that fully support um, getting to know yourself and spending time alone instead of always constantly being around people. I'm completely comfortable with that part of myself so much so that it's probably a deterrent for some. <laughs> They're like, this girl is well, a loner. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get like that all the time too. Well, I'm, I have the problem where I make plans with people. And then when, when the day comes, I'm like, I don't feel like fucking doing this. Yeah. Like even this past weekend, I knew what we were doing like Hard. all week. And I basically just, I don't even think I did anything all Saturday. I think I just like cleaned my apartment up a little bit and I don't even think I went out. I didn't do anything. And then I made the muffins and then I just was like, Oh, I'll make the muffins, but I know I got to go out later. It was just that sort of thing. But then once I'm there, I'm having a good time and I'm happy yeah. it went, you know? So it's just the getting ready and, yeah, the and actually going places. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot. It can be daunting. Like, yeah. You're like, I'd rather just stay in bed and just watch fucking TV. All day. <laughs> like, it's so sad, but it's so true. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Oh, yeah. Especially, and I feel like that has gotten a lot worse with the pandemic because you don't know every every rule, every state, every building is different. Like you don't know what you're walking into until you walk up to the door, and and then uh, just it's it's a lot. It is a lot. It's true. Yeah, well, I'm now officially a hermit. <laughs> well, I feel like the pandemic is sort of like helping us all with <laughs> being able to. If we don't want to be around people, it's easy to say, I just don't want to be around you because (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to get COVID. Um, But it is becoming a little more easier, I guess, because people are getting vaccinated and all this stuff. But it's still scary. I'm not going to make this a whole pandemic conversation because it just depresses me. Let's move on. (laughs) Um, So now we are with Andy and she's in class. She drops a bunch of VHS tapes. If you're young and you're listening to this, a VHS tape is a is a cassette that you put in a VCR and it plays but a Steven, movie. Steven, what's a cassette? What's a VCR? <laughs> um, okay, so a VCR, it's called a video cassette recorder where you play the, v- the VHS tape and you watch it and um, you watch it on your TV and you can fast forward and rewind and you can record on it. All this fun stuff before we got a dvd player and (laughs) streaming so the vhs the vhs tapes are about half the size of a brick black plastic (laughs) and have film inside that you have to rewind when you're done watching the movie and don't put that movie near any magnets because you will ruin the film (laughs) i still have a vh uh vcr because i still have i have like a bunch of vhs tapes Oh, I'm going to get angry now because I'm still thinking about how I got rid of all my horror movie VHSs. Like I should have kept them, but whatever. Somebody's using them now. <laughs> so she drops a bunch of tapes and Pacey comes up and helps her pick them up. And I notice he's wearing those Jesus sandals that I used to have when I was younger. <laughs> I hate those sandals. Oh my God. I still like them. I still like everybody. Those. I think that a lot of guys like them because they were, they were comfortable from what yeah. I heard. Yeah, they're good ones, though. 
Yeah. So I don't, it's not the sandals. That's the issue. It's when people wear those socks with the sandals. Oh yeah. I never wore socks and sandals. That was always weird to me. I mean, not even like the Nike flip-flops because I get lazy and I slide my slides on and it's whatever. I mean, those specific like Grecian style sandals with socks. Who does that? It's weird. Okay. Let's go back to the nineties and just tell them, no, don't do it. I don't know why people did that either. They were called sandals for a reason. Yeah, you, you don't so wear weird. socks. Hmm. I used to have like so many pairs of those, but the strap, the like the one strap would always break and you'd always have to replace them. But the ones that he was wearing looked like really nice ones. I was I like, they need to come back. I want to wear, I want a pair of those. I still wear them. I just don't know. I think Tiva, is it Tiva brand? They might make them. Maybe I'll buy myself a pair. But I used to wear flip-flops all the time. I don't mm-hmm. ever wear flip-flops unless I'm at a beach or, or um, a pool. Yeah old navy ones because they were cheap and they worked um but now i got a pair of those those nike slides and it's like they're so comfortable oh my god they're like walking on air now i know why everybody has them and i need more cop many more like colors i don't have nike slides i had i used to have a pair of nike slides they were blue but um i outgrew them but i still have a pair of adidas slides from back mm-hmm like back in the day that still fit me it's crazy um but I haven't worn them in years and I, I'm like well, I can't believe I still have these but I still have the first pair of blue old navy flip-flops that and I bought new pairs since then but I still wear these these pair because they're they fit my feet perfectly and they're not dirty or weird or anything I'm so impressed Stephen, because I lose mine <laughs> I can't tell you and then I try to avoid getting black and blue because those are the I only always, colors I buy <laughs> I always lose one like they're siblings so then I have one left foot black one right foot blue and I like I can I never lose. find their siblings so I am always wearing two different colored oh, I can't do it so <laughs> I lose them I lose them how do you lose i don't know what flip-flops? it is about these flip-flops but they disappear they like get brushed under the bed and i don't see them for an eternity they're just oh my gone God. <laughs> i always keep mine in my closet so my clo- i don't even want to talk about my closet so <laughs> justin always goes like i take care of my stuff like i have stuff from like years ago that even if it doesn't fit me i just keep it because like it's sentimental but mm-hmm. like i don't have like piles and piles of fucking clothes that i don't wear anymore i do donate stuff but there's stuff that I have like shoes and um shirts you know whatever and Justin will go through with stuff and I'll be like I have no clothes like how do you still have this stuff and I'm like because I take care of it like yeah. <laughs> like what do, what do you mean like, I just can't get into my closet if it stops fitting me I'm like I don't want it anymore so whatever my closet's like shaped really funky it's like this little door and then the closet, you know, is it goes to the left and to the right, but you can't get in there. Like if you've got clothes on the hangers, mm-hmm. you have to like push the clothes like against the wall and up so that you can get it's impossible. It, it's it's the dumbest setup I've ever heard who ever invented these. I mean, this house is probably like 50 years old, but um, it's just I have the same problem. I have two closets like right next to each other and the one is really long. 
Yeah, and, you can't, and like the door is like this big, and you can't even. Yeah. You literally have to take a flashlight with you and go on an adventure. Yeah, <laughs> it's so annoying. Close. I feel like I'm going to Narnia. Okay, I'm going through <laughs> the wardrobe. <laughs> the wardrobe. <laughs> I think it's Narnia. That's like I, that's what it feels like when I go in there hunting. I don't even bother anymore because at least I know that I'm not actually going to end up in Narnia. I mean, if I was going to end up in Narnia, that I'd probably go in there more. But oh I'm just God. I'm not. So. um but in this scene, we find out that Pacey loves Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he likes Dumbo. He's saying the names of the movies and he's like, ghost the way we were. Pardon me while I gag. Oh, my God, Dumbo. And she says, OK, so I have a grade school mentality when it comes to movies. Get off my back. Like she always thinks he's like coming at her. It's so funny. Always. Yeah. And he says he loves Dumbo and she doesn't believe him. And he tells her it's in the pantheon of his all-time favorite movies. And he says he cried when he saw it as a kid. And she does, she still doesn't believe him. And he starts explaining what made him cry about it. And she's just walking to her locker, just listening. And he says, it's one of the saddest movies ever. And Andy says, this is really strange. Just when I've written you off for good, you dropped this whole Dumbo bomb on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody saw that coming. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to remember the last time I saw Dumbo and I'm pretty sure I was like a kid and I don't even really remember it. I just know that the elephant has really big ears and flies. Like That's all I remember. I did not retain so, a lot of Dumbo. I think I'm with you on that. Dumbo was never my favorite Disney movie. Me I remember my grandmom loved it and I remember her like wanting, I don't think she loved it. I think it was just like one of those movies she had for like mm-hmm. when we came over. And she would always put it on, but I was never interested in watching the fucking movie. I just didn't care. And I couldn't even tell you what happens in it. But I do know that they made like a... Um, a live action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kind of want to see that. <laughs> I feel like I did, but it's the same It's the same <laughs> thing, Stephen. I don't remember it. Like whatever it is about this movie, I don't retain it. I'm pretty sure I did. I think I watched it on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, one night we were streaming when... Um, we went camping mm-hmm. and I think it was raining out. So I had internet hookup. So I had it on my computer and we watched a couple Disney movies that night that were new. Uh, and one of them I think was Dumbo because I remember them coming off the train and he was hiding. And it's honestly, if the parts that I remember are accurate, it's there's sad. It's there, there's a carnival involved, uh, but you know, the treatment of animals in a way is it's not, the greatest mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not great at all um but some of it is so like, i only remember bits and pieces and i only really remember this one scene and i don't even know if it's right like i don't even know if i'm getting confused with another movie that's Probably. Really that's bad. your mo I, <laughs> <laughs> I know it is my mo but like, you're I like just... oh wait that was back to the future not dumbo <laughs> There were flying uh, elephants in Back to the Future, right? Um, well, no, that, Jamie. Not that That's bad. Dumbo. At least I have my movie genres the same. Like, it's either about an elephant <laughs> on a train or <laughs> it's about time travel, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, at least I'm in the right ballpark. I'm not completely <laughs> off my rocker. But, <laughs> um, yeah, there's just something about that movie that I just can't retain anything from it. I don't why because it wasn't an interesting movie obviously i guess not for me now i mean <laughs> there's no romance <laughs> there's no hot romance 
So Pacey asks if she wants to go walk around downtown because he has nothing better to do. And uh, she says, yeah, right. What's the joke? And he's like, no joke. I got no plans. And he tells her, believe it or not, I'd rather exchange barbs with a brat like yourself than flying solo. So pinch yourself. It's your lucky day. And he just says, are you in? And we see Andy smile. And she says, yeah, might as well. And he says, unless you have your heart set on watching Dumbo. And she says, no, she's seen it 700 times. And she says, you're not going to throw me in front of a bus, are you? (laughs) And he says, interesting. I haven't thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I don't understand why he wants to hang out with me. But they were hanging out before, but they were just, I don't know. It's like. Well, they weren't, they were doing a project together. They weren't really hanging out. And the only other time that I think they really saw each other outside of school was Pacey's birthday. Um, yeah, but don't you feel like they would have enough of a friendship or like, like an acquaintance to say like, what are you doing? You want to like hang out that type of thing? I don't know. I don't know. She's like so I'm shocked. To, <laughs> I'm trying to like think about myself. Um, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think about myself and how I would have like handled that kind of situation when I was their age. And I don't know if I was that forward at that you point know. in my life. Some people are more forward. Some people aren't. So clearly Pacey was the one that needed to make the move. And he did sort of. Well, yeah, they're just going for a walk downtown, you know, it was cute. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love the Pacey and Joey ship. I'm on that ship. But mm-hmm. I was a very firm Pacey and Andy shipper too when it was yeah, me too during their entire relationship and interaction. I just I loved them. I think out of out of all of them, Andy is uh, up there with Joey as one of my favorites. I love Andy. I liked Pacey and Andy way more than Pacey and uh, Joey. What do they call Pacey and Andy? Pandy? Probably Pandy. Is They're Pandy bears. Oh my god, it is. It's Pandy. <laughs> They're Pandies. Oh. Better than Poeys. It's too close to pooies <laughs> or a- ACs. I don't know. I don't know what they would call it. I was never into that garbage when I was like watching this show. I didn't care about all that ship stuff. I know the girl that I was friends with; she was all about it. Um, but when I, I came I up with the... make those up at all, I'm so bad at it. I'm like, wouldn't Pacey and Joey be Pacey? <laughs> Pacey and Poey? Joey would be Poey. <laughs> no, it's JC. So that would be if it was Joey and then Pacey. So then JC would make sense. Yeah, well, you have to Pacey find out. Joey, it would be, be Poey. <laughs> but JC sounds better. JC does sound better. See, this is why I can't come up with my ship names. And Joey and Dawson was Doey, right? Dawson or Jaw. I wrote, I put it, I put a poll up at one point. I remember. Dawson or Doey. <laughs> I think it's, I think I put Doey. D-O-E-Y. I don't know. Yeah. But I was like, what the fuck does this mean, JC? And then it became such a part of like pop culture with um J Lo and everything. Um it's still ben- a thing. Wait, what do they call J Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck? Oh my god, what do they call them? Jen and Ben? Well, I don't know. They because they always come up with names for like uh celebrities when they get together. See, this is why I'm not good at any of this stuff. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. Lopec. <laughs> oh. Ship name. Affles. Affleck. Affleck. Jennifer. They called him Jennifer. Jennifer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, anyway. Next, we are seeing Joey with at the art the art 
uh, show. Lecture. Lecture. That's the word I couldn't find. <laughs> that's the lecture. Yeah. So Dawson looked like unimpressed. He didn't care. He didn't want to be there. Yeah, he was bored. Uh, yeah. But Joey was like so into it. So this is really mm-hmm. great because this is the first time we see her interested in something other than <laughs> him, him, <laughs> Dawson, or her her sister. You know what I mean? Her this job. Is the first time we- this, yeah, exactly. This is the first time that we see Joey show an interest in something other than her life with Dawson, which was fantastic. It sucked that this entire time, like Dawson doesn't even take it seriously. Even when he's trying to apologize, he's still not, in my opinion, I just don't, I don't think that he was still very authentic. Yeah, because he's like uh, Pacey said earlier, he's so self-absorbed. So yeah. yeah, he's, they let out of the lecture and he's stretching like he's so like, you know i mean it, it is one of those things where you're sitting in a chair like one of those chairs those chairs can't be that comfortable he can stretch no. i mean you can't not stretch when you gotta stretch stretch your muscles okay do the stretch oh. but yeah he was he was a little over dramatic about it and she asks him you know wasn't the lecture great and he says it was certainly prolonged and she says you hated it and he says no not at all it just doesn't he just doesn't think abstract expressionism is really his thing and she says your thing um which reminded me of the pilot when he says you're not developing a thing for me are you and she goes a thing no Dawson I'm not developing a thing for you I watch you burp barf pick your nose scratch your butt I'm not developing a thing for you (laughs) I love that you have that memorized all up here (laughs) all up here I don't know why (laughs) it was good I mean it's a catchy phrase (laughs) it's one of those things um so he tells her it just seems so unresolved it's just a blob of paint that has more questions than answers. And all of this comes back later when they're talking about their relationship and yes. where, how she's feeling with the two of them. So she looks clearly offended and she says, newsflash, just because a painting doesn't have a beginning, middle, and an end, like some assembly line summer release popcorn movie, it does not mean that it's not charged with emotion. And he tells her he just likes art with a verdict, something specific, coherent, and to the point. Like romanticism, he can get behind that. And this is when Laura comes up and tells them she's teaching an art class the next day. And if they're interested, they should come and audit. And Dawson has work. Joey says her artistic skills peaked in the third grade. And Laura tells her it's a beginner's course. So now we are getting this whole thing with Joey and her art. And they're going to get into this whole storyline with her. And we, we've never heard ever in the whole time we've watched this show that Joey is at all artistic. But it or becomes her... interested. Right. It becomes her thing, which is fine. Yeah. And she's a master. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I was like... Overnight. <laughs> and Dawson never knew about all this. Nobody, like, nobody knew. She's like, a closet artist. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to share this gift with anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, that makes sense, though. She's very, um, which we kind of see bits and pieces of it. She's very negative towards her own self-image, I feel like. She's not yeah. confident in her own abilities um, in any way. She just puts herself down a lot. So we get to see a little bit of that, too. Yeah, you're right about that. So, I mean, she's not going to she's not going to tell somebody else if she's not even like <laughs> if I did something artistic. And I do it all the time, like, and I did it, but like, I didn't think I was any good. I'm not going to tell anybody that I did it. I'm probably going to hide it. <laughs> it's for oh, me yeah. only. So I, I understand it. If she was hiding it down in the, you know, the DL. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag down low, right? No. <laughs> She's a DL artist. 
she's a deal artist um oh my god if i ever become an artist that's gonna be my business name dl artistry but i'm gonna say it again dl artistry trademark it right now trademark okay mine copy written um so (laughs) we see andy and pacey walking downtown and andy is explaining to pacey how her car's in the shop again because she says a truck came out of nowhere she didn't even see it so they're sort of giving her this whole thing where she's just a bad driver but she's not the one who caused that accident with pacey pacey did it wasn't her yeah Um, it was totally not her (laughs) yeah and we see pacey listening but he's distracted and we see tamara walking straight towards them that was so anticlimactic for me the way they introduced her with him back with him it was sort of like uh oh there's tamara he she's right in front of them um it i don't know i felt like they could have done something different i don't know that was just my opinion but he's just staring at her and she says hello and he's just quiet like he's shocked to see her he's gobsmacked (laughs) he's dumbstruck he's speechless all of the above (laughs) is all of these things he literally just stands there like just stupefied yes yes stupefied (laughs) i'm gonna add that down to my you know list of descriptive words here smells perfect (laughs) um andy introduces herself because pacey's not introducing her and pacey says i was her teacher and she was my nope she was my teacher and i was her student (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he like gets the words confused pacey like has a his brain just malfunctions straight up just short circuits, short circuits. <laughs> <laughs> his brain short circuits right now <laughs> and it's just a really short interaction between them he's just like you said just gobsmacked to see her and he barely barely talks and tamara gives him like this really sympathetic look and he's just still looking at her like she's she's back she's here he was unprepared man yeah dawson po- dawson dropped the ball shame on you dawson i know should have said just should have said it um yeah. she that finally leaves <laughs> yeah your your or your ex is back yeah i don't know anything something but she finally leaves and andy looks at him looks at pacey and says you look like you've seen a ghost and she says what did she do flunk you or something <laughs> another word starts with an f yeah (laughs) um and he's just like yeah something like that but he um tells andy he needs to take a rain check and he just leaves her and he goes run runs off to where tamara is and she's just like i can't believe you like really failed yeah he balanced he bagged her he bagged and um we see tamara at this building and that she's trying to sell and we see pacey on the side of the building just standing in like these giant weeds just like <laughs> staring at her i don't know it was so bizarre it was it was almost like he just crossed the street and andy could have just watched he, the whole thing <laughs> yeah he went he followed her down the street where she made a turn so he was still on the sidewalk he wasn't in the weeds but it was like across the lot and yeah. he just walked her he watched her turn the corner and into the building um but he just stood there it was so awkward i bet if anybody was paying attention to them passing by like why is this kid just staring, staring off at his face <laughs> he's just staring off into like this corner of the street into this empty field looking at the brick wall on the side of the building like i don't what is this kid doing i don't know <laughs> oh wait that's the teacher that he fucked right <laughs> that's that rumor that went around and she she lost her job here right yeah she loved cape side right because she had that whole thing that whole random uh <laughs> 
court hearing <laughs> like the day of with the school, <laughs> with the school um district i don't know yeah they, they took that very seriously and that uh, escalated very quickly <laughs> very oh, no, quickly. but but they they ruled that as it didn't happen but she still left i know she could have kept her job and stayed there and just kept fucking them nobody would have known so our next scene is now we are with laura her name is laura by the way laura <laughs> I the was, artist thought it was julia i don't know why Laura, the artist, yeah, and Joey, and they're, she's in this art class. I guess it's just getting over. I don't know. And she says, Joey, I'm on to you. And she tells Joey that she has a gift. She basically tells her, like, you know, don't waste your gift. I can refer you to a bunch of classes if you like. And she tells Laura that her mom used to draw, but she wasn't, like, a professional or anything. She tells her the story about how her mom would draw pictures from her favorite stories and put them up in her bedroom. And Laura says, well, why did she stop? And she says, well, she died. And Laura's like, oh, I'm really sorry. That must be hard for you. And she's like, yeah, well, like, I don't want to talk about this. Um, can we just keep it, keep it moving? Um, and she says that, well, the art is in your genes. So that's when, and that's when she's like, I'll refer you to some classes if you, if you're interested. She tells Joey that she should take herself more seriously and realize that she has a gift and she shouldn't let it go to waste. And Joey says she's overcome with anxiety. Um, this, this gave me like my favorite quote so much so that I wrote it down. Her response to having so much anxiety, uh, the teacher, because she says, because with talent comes great or comes responsibility and you owe it to yourself to not let this talent go to waste. And I really can't express that enough. You guys, if you are good at something, even if you're not, but you're passionate about it, it is a talent. It is a talent for you. Don't waste it. You know what I mean? Do what you love. Just freaking do it. True. I feel like I need to write that down and put it somewhere so I can follow my own advice <laughs> with getting this book written. <laughs> it's taking me forever. But I really love, I love that quote. I just, I had to write it down and make sure I got all of the words right. Cause I'm going to probably put that on something. With your cricket? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Might put it on a, or my paint. I've got can tons of canvas that I haven't touched in a while. Maybe I'll paint it on something. But that's neither here nor there. Is a good quote. No, it is. I I like that you you know got that from that. So now we're at the Leary household, and Dawson is running down the stairs with a handful of dirty laundry, and we hear the doorbell ringing, and we see that it's Andy, and he's a little confused as to why she's there. And she tells him she was just in the neighborhood and wanted to ask him what the English assignment was for Monday. And he's now like putting the laundry in the um, in the washer. Has she ever been to his house before? No. How does she know where he lives? <laughs> I don't know. Cape Side is a small town, I guess. Not that small. <laughs> um, I know. And he says, Gulliver's Travels, first chapter of Gulliver's Travels. And she says, thanks. Uh, I'm going to go home and read that right now. And she goes to leave and she's holding on to, she, she, she's holding on to a pair of dirty boxer shorts <laughs> <laughs> and he stops her and he says, is that why you stopped by? Like, is that all the reason you came? And she tells him she doesn't know him that well, but if she asked him something, could he just keep it in confidence? And she says, has Pacey mentioned liking anyone? And Dawson says, liking who? And Andy says, well, me. And he says, no. And Andy gets embarrassed and she tries to leave again. And Dawson says, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't like you. He just hasn't mentioned it to me. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Basically, and yeah. so 
the whole time Andy is balling up this pair of boxer shorts she's so funny she's like twisting it around and pulling it apart and like (laughs) messing with the elastic and then twisting it around her hands again the entire time so when Dawson came down with his pile of clothes he dropped some clothes when he let her in and so she picked it up to follow him into the laundry room and she never gives him the boxer shorts back until like the scene is over at the end so the entire time she's having this really uncomfortable conversation you can tell it's uncomfortable for her she's twisting these boxers these (laughs) dirty boxers boxers dirty ass <laughs> boxers yeah i was like and, oh. and dawson doesn't even say anything he's just like right, she's got my underwear but whatever we're gonna talk about pacey right now <laughs> yeah, god only knows what was in those boxers that she's touching uh. Uh. <laughs> no it's the socks you gotta avoid <laughs> uh. <laughs> just kidding i never understood the sock thing sorry i don't know it wasn't my know. thing um, so <laughs> So then Dawson says, asks her if she likes Pacey. And Andy says, me like Pacey? Well, maybe. So Dawson asks her, why doesn't she just tell him herself? And she says, I could never tell Pacey that. He's a pig. He's obnoxious. She says, but she can never tell him. And she begs Dawson to swear that he won't say anything either. And Dawson says he feels like he's in the second grade, um, but he swears he won't say a word. And he tells Andy that he's known Pacey for a very long time. And that obnoxious pig behavior is sometimes flirtation. And she says, really? (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And she says, thanks. I'll see you around. And she starts to leave and realizes she's still holding the boxer shorts. And then she walks back and uh, hands them back the shorts. And she's really like, like not even phased by it too. Mm -hmm. She's just like, oh, here you go. (laughs) She's so funny. I love Andy so much. She's so, she's unfazed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. She's awesome. I just can't get over the fact that she was like 30 years old playing this part. And it still blows my mind. She really got in the head of like a teenager, like a like an immature, mature teenager. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. she's very childlike, but mm-hmm. she's also very um, like mature. mature. Yeah. At the same time, it, like she like that really is like a kid, you know, like a, like a young teenager. She was really that old playing this part. Yeah, we talked about it. I wish I looked like that. I want to look that young. I have gray hair, man. That's not fair. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, Anyways. um, So we're now with Abby and Jen and they're at the ice house where Joey's not working. Apparently (laughs) neither is Jack. Um, I don't know who's actually working on this day, but it's neither of those two. And Jen is much happier now. She's wearing the maroon shirt that we see her wearing in the promo shots for the season two, which is like the first thing I noticed. And we find out that Abby blew her entire month's allowance. And Jen asks her how she's going to explain it to her mother. And she says, the usual, I was mugged. (laughs) I'll just tell her I was mugged. (laughs) And Abby says, you love me, right? Aren't you glad you met me? Jen says she she does. She's glad that she met Abby. And she says she left New York because she couldn't handle being the bad girl anymore. But if being the bad girl means not walking around in a perpetual state of loneliness and depression, then bad girl it is. And Abby says she's glad she's helping getting her back to her roots. So then Abby clocks this really hot guy behind them. Well, right behind Jen, which I noticed too. I was like, this guy behind them, he's a cute extra. Totally forgetting that he's like going to be a part of the show for like the next two episodes. Jen turns around and looks and she's like, he's twice your age. He could be your father. (laughs) And uh, Abby says, 
these little boys can't handle her anyway. She needs a real man um, with body odor and chest hair and illegitimate children scattered across the country. <laughs> and so then Abby calls out to the guy and she asks what his name is. And he says his name is Vincent. And she invites him over to their table, but he says he can't. He has to go back to the docks. And she goes, the docks? What do you do there, sunbathe? <laughs> She's such a bitch. <laughs> and yeah. he says he's a fisherman. He's only in Cape Side for two months. Or he's been in Cape Side for two months. I don't remember. They're trying to catch a fish or something. I don't remember. The swordfish. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand how it all works. <laughs> I'm not a fisherman, but. I don't get it. They're there for swordfish season. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when all the prime swordfish come come up to the to the bay and all the? Well, it probably has to do with the um the the, the flow of the, the water, moon? the ocean. No, the, the moon and the stars in the sky and <laughs> throw something at you. <laughs> I wish I could. Oh, there goes my pen right through the the camera. <laughs> um, well, no, the the currents probably has to do with the mm-hmm. currents, right? So. Right. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I'm not a marine biologist or anything. You're not. (laughs) I thought you were. (laughs) The only reason I asked you to do this was because I thought you were and have these discussions on this podcast. I cannot bestow upon you all of my knowledge of the marine variety. (laughs) I have to find a new co-host who knows these things. Um, anyway, we gotta pause real second. We need to uh, we need to hire somebody who is familiar with marine life. Wait, I cut, and when we come back, you're totally gone, and it's somebody else. <laughs> They're like, oh "What God, the? What's Dawson's Creek?" <laughs> Let me tell you about swordfish and their uh, life cycle. And you're going to talk about fish, right? <laughs> yeah, and the show. Uh, <laughs> you don't get what my vision is <laughs> um as far as vincent is concerned i mean he is attractive uh like his face i thought he was cute uh until we see him later and i just didn't find him attractive anymore i don't know why i thought he was all right he, he wasn't my type think he's attractive. i wouldn't turn him away i'll be honest but i he, might i didn't look him up the actor but he re- he was very familiar he does look familiar. He's got one of those faces. He's very familiar, but I don't know why. But he's very old to be talking to these girls. Like he's way too old. Joe Flanagan, his name is. He was that born in 1967. Familiar. He's done a bunch of things. General Hospital, SEAL Team with David Boreanaz. Ooh. And none of these look familiar. Oh, he's in Fringe. Oh. He did an episode in 2011. Oh, no, I didn't get there yet. <laughs> <laughs> what if I'm you were like 2009 oh yeah he does look familiar um well i've seen him in something it. else i don't know maybe he just has one of those faces yeah yeah he was in a lot of tv shows but i just was like oh he looks so familiar but anyway but yeah he's way too old to be talking to them and he ends up leaving and Je- um abby gives him her phone number and he says thanks and he doesn't he says i didn't catch your name and he, she says jen and he says nice meeting you jen so to me, it's very obvious. Like Abby can't be that stupid, right? Like he's very well, she obvious. Can be. <laughs> but like she for somebody who's so like self-aware, like she should understand that this guy is not into her. It's um, kind of blowing her off. Yeah. She's a little bit obnoxious though. Like she comes on real strong. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen's been quiet the entire time, but I feel like at the end when he kind of turns his attention to her, she's giving him eyes. Um, 
Yeah, I think so. I think she's a just little like, bit. but I also think she's sort of like, well, I'm not going to do anything. Maybe no. she's just checking him out. But I mean, she's allowed to check him out. But yeah, he's not like, Abby's not like dating him. Not <laughs> at all. But she um, did call dibs. And these are teenagers. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, it is weird, though. that Because I, I know Jen does start, does hang out with him or hook up with him or something, right? Yeah, like once. Uh, probably in the next episode. I think it's the next episode. Anyway, so you see Joey sketching a really nice picture of a bowl of fruit. Yeah, like beautiful. Like, like a I, masterpiece. <laughs> which, which artist did it? Come on, step forward. Who, who Whose hand <laughs> like, drew that sketch? <laughs> like artist level 1 million percent was like beautiful, <laughs> like bowl of fruit. Um, and she's got all the gear. She's got the sketch pad. She's got the like the um, what's it called? The pencils that she's sketch. like she's all she's like now full on a, a, a fucking artist. She's like Joey Potter. Overnight. Overnight. Art, overnight. She had, she had yeah. one class and she's like brilliant. And Mastered she's got all of these supplies that probably came from her teacher. If I had to guess, her teacher was like, here, take this here. Here's some pencils. Right. She's like, you have to nurture your gift. I will help nurture your gift. I fund you. Exactly. Supplies. She's, she's um, rich anyway. It doesn't matter. I know. It's awesome. Anyways. I love teachers that are very supportive of their students and their passions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what let's <laughs> just think about it i'm very supportive of teacher i love i'm very supportive of teachers who support their students passions think about what? it i'm very tomorrow supportive tomorrow oh. is very supportive of pacey's passions <laughs> i'm not supportive of that passion that's not that's that's well within the boundaries of or that's not in the boundaries of um a high school education that's more of like uh child molestation and rape okay well not, yeah, not about I, that I, I wasn't going that deep into this okay it was just supposed to be fun anyways moving on <laughs> but she's not his teacher anymore and she can just be disgusting and still fuck him if she wants uh it's still statutory rape because he's still underage yeah i mean anyway so yeah she's sketching this beautiful picture and dawson comes up and she goes and hides the picture real quick and he asks her what it is and she says nothing she just won't let him see it and he's like begging her to see it and he tells her he likes this new art interest joey potter artist extraordinaire and he gets up on the table and he announces his love for her new hobby and he goes to kiss her and she says why is it your obsession with movies is your life passion while my interest in art is a hobby. And he tries to explain himself by saying, once he said hobby, he knew it was the wrong word. I remember watching this and thinking when he said hobby, she's going to be offended because he's making it out. Like he's undermining it a little bit. Like it's not a big deal to her. It's just a hobby. Like on the surface, if you don't really know them, you know what I mean? It just, it, it sounds like he's fine, but to me, I feel like he's just, he's making a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. It isn't like an obvious ha-ha joke, but he's not taking her interest in art seriously. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he wants to see her work, but hes it's still just like a big production to him. Everything is just so over the top. It, um, it's, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, he, I just don't feel like he's taking her. He's not genuine. Like he doesn't, he doesn't think that this is something that's serious for her. And I mean, after these episodes with the whole art thing, it doesn't come back up. So it is a phase, but well, 
in his defense, though, it's the first time he's seeing anything regarding art with her. So yeah, if it was me, I'd be like, oh, it's like a hobby that you have right now because you've never once spoken about this. I'm supposed to be your best friend. Now we're like dating. You've never once brought up to me that you love art this much, that you're this talented, that I've never seen you draw anything in your life, whatever. So the fact that she gets so overdramatic about it, that's like the writers really confused me with this whole thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, it, it can't be ma- there. There could not be a fight with this. <laughs> like I said, they're fighting in the fourth episode for this thing. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> he, like, I don't I like because I get it. You know what I mean? She's never brought it up before, but he's not taking her seriously. But like he's it's like, I don't know. It's, a, I, it's a I know what you're saying, there. though. It's the way he's reacting to it. Because yeah. If he if he didn't make such a big deal about it. And acting like uh, like how he jumps up on the table and all this stuff. Like he is being sort of like, um, uh, what's the word? Like he's not making fun of her, but it's sort of like making her feel kind of dumb, you know? Yeah, I just, the only thing, the only word that comes to mind is I just don't think that he's taking her, her uh, interest in it seriously enough. Like he's not taking it as seriously as she's taking it. Yeah. And he's not picking up on the fact that she is very serious about this new interest. You know what I mean? It's so we get to see that kind of part of the relationship where they're just, they're not on the same page in this kind of way. I don't know. I, I see Joey's point of this and I see Dawson's point of this. This episode can yeah. be very confusing because you're just trying to understand what happened. You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. what just happened every time they interact and later now from here on out, every time they interact, it's like, what just happened? And I feel like that's kind of how Dawson pretty much feels every every time he interacts with Joey too. He's like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's like, I didn't mean to call it a hobby. You know, she says the thing about the movies. And um, so, yeah, he tries to explain himself by saying once he said hobby, he knew it was the wrong word. And she cuts him off and tells him she has to go finish up her sketch. And she goes to leave. And he says, so that's how we're going to leave it? Like, talk to me. And she says, like what? Unresolved? Why don't you just consider me a nonspecific, incoherent, expressionist painting? And she gives him a kiss and tells him, have a great day. Like, I was like, come on, Joey, like, give me a break. Like, you're making such a big deal about this. Just show him the fucking picture that you drew. But maybe he'll take you seriously and be more like, take it more seriously if you showed him what you just did. And maybe he'd be blown away and be like, Joey, I never knew that you had this in you, you know? And then you'd have all this extra support that he exactly without that, which sucks but but instead she like keeps it to herself it's like one of those situations like earlier with the whole not telling pacey that tomorrow was back just fucking show what you did and it would be a different reaction and your boyfriend wouldn't be like being a a dickhead i don't know but but steven artists don't like showing their work until it is done all oh do you think she's a tortured artist she might be a little bit tortured. She's got a, one hell of a history of a life. <laughs> her mom's dead. Her father's in prison for, you know, drug trafficking. Her sister's an unmarried mom with a boyfriend in a restaurant. In a restaurant. They live in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Who live in a shack off of a creek. She has to do everything for her sister. And, and, and uh, you know, they probably get eaten alive by bugs in her pullout bed. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the travesty of it all <laughs> the eating, eating alive her though. life's not that bad i'm just <laughs> but, i think she's got a pretty good life i don't know yeah oh. she's got a great i mean she has a wonderful support system i think so yeah she, she just wants to make fun. it worse i don't know so we are now with pacey she wants to make it worse wait 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 <laughs> this sounds familiar this is like Dawson in season one. That's what I was her. literally just thinking. <laughs> I swear to God, she's looking for conflict like he was. <laughs> it's so funny. We're like on the same level. I'm so Give glad me my brain it. lit back, Stephen. That's, so <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my God. Same level. Awesome. All right. Sorry. Next. No, that was that was perfect. Um, <laughs> so Pacey goes to see Tamara yes. at our old house on the beach and it's still not sold so i don't know what the deal is there i don't know why it was i don't know why great. she's there i guess she's there to sell that too i don't know probably but she's wearing a huge wicker hat <laughs> i said it's a wicker hat even though it's a straw hat but it looked like wicker <laughs> she, i didn't like her outfit she looked like she was in mourning i don't know and i don't know her entire outfit throughout this entire episode is just i i got the impression of being like down yeah like she's not happy she doesn't want to be there probably no she definitely doesn't want to be there but by the end of it i feel like she was just kind of like a bum like she she looked kind of like she was in like sweatpants i know she was cleaning up the the building but she's like a sweatpants she had no makeup on she looks older than i guess she was intended to portray or maybe it just shows how much has happened you know because she wears it on her body I, I don't know i just feel like as she progressed through this episode her clothing just got like like she less cared yeah like she cared less about what she looked like when she left no i got i understand what you're saying i i saw the same thing she wasn't as put together yeah that's, she that's was what before. i was trying to find the words for she wasn't <laughs> as put together and each time you see her she's less and less together yeah yeah um so they're like just in front of the house like they were when they left each other mm-hmm. um on her last episode and he says he was debating coming to see her and that when they said hi that the day before it was very awkward and she tells him it was supposed to be awkward he says is this supposed to be awkward too and she says yes and he says and if we see each other a third time and she tells him still awkward he says well at least there's a science to it and she tells him this is what us english teachers us ex english teachers would call a pinter moment where everything is said in silence because the emotion behind what we really want to say is too overwhelming and he asks her if that's okay with her I guess the stay silent because everything is too overwhelming. I don't know. And she tells him silence is an, is an acquired taste. The more complicated life becomes, the better it is to just say nothing. And he says, okay, well then we'll just have a couple more seconds of silence. And he says, who is this Pinter guy? Like he breaks the, like, (laughs) like the seriousness of the scene. And she says, stay in school, Pacey. And he says, yes, Miss Jacobs. (laughs) And now we're at, the leary house which is the next morning i'm assuming it's a saturday morning um yeah felt very saturday morning to me um <laughs> it must have been it did it i don't like know saturday <laughs> it felt very saturday morning even though um, half the time my wednesdays feel like thursdays and my tuesdays feel like wednesdays and i'm usually a day ahead of myself <laughs> <laughs> isn't that all of us <laughs> it's monday i thought it was tuesday already what is God, i feel like i've been here forever <laughs> what by the time it gets to wednesday i'm like what is the week over Wednesday? it's crazy but i get so excited because i'm like oh we're recording today yeah. um <laughs> so mitch is asking dawson if he wants breakfast and he says no he has to go find joey 
He says this new art obsession has Joey going a little crazy and he's saying and doing all the wrong things. He says he teased her about an art lecture and she went all Sybil on him. Um, do you know what that reference was? Yeah, my mom uses that reference all the time. Yeah, my, my mom used to all the time too. Um, so Mitch tells him that in his experience, erratic behavior from the female orientation means the root of the problem is something unexpected. It probably means something else, which I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was kind of like sexist to say, um, uh, yeah. but it was a different uh, time. He's, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, when women start to get kind of um, Sybil, <laughs> it's either because we're hormonal or you did something <laughs> and we're stewing about it. <laughs> well, I hate to say this, but like that, the friend that I used to have when I was growing up, she used to do this shit with me all the time. Yeah. She would, I don't know what it was, but she would get so confusing with me and she would just get nasty with me like we were dating. And I'd be like, I don't know what I did. <laughs> like, I just was coming over to see what's going, like, what are you doing today? And she like wouldn't come out or like talk to me. So Mitch is right in a way. <laughs> so yeah, um, Mitch, Mitch has point. It's not always that way, right. but uh, it it's a high pop probability probably. Yeah. So he says to just go find her and figure it out, which is what he's going to do. And this is when Pacey comes in and tells Dawson that he dropped the ball. Like, didn't you say that earlier? He dropped the ball. Um, He's like, thanks for telling me. And he's like, I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen or whatever. And he says that he's still in love with her, with Tamara. And Dawson tells him, just don't go down that road again. He barely escaped the rumors from his last interlude. And he tells him there are girls who like him. And he says, like, who? And Dawson says, like, the one who came to my house yesterday and told me not to tell you. Pacey says, who? And he says, Andy, she likes you. And he's like, really? Andy hates me. And Dawson says, it's basic kindergarten psychology. When a girl acts like she hates you, she really likes you. And Pacey says, but Andy is a girl. Tamara is a woman. And he says, which is why you should be with a girl. (laughs) (laughs) I like this conversation because he's like, don't go down this road again with this woman. It's sick and gross. <laughs> like, yeah. Those are my words. <laughs> He's trying to keep Pacey on the up and up, you know, like exactly. the straight and narrow, like, don't go backwards. Like, what are you doing? You're just going to cause more problems for yourself and for tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know? So stick yeah. to your own age group, at least for another year and a half or however long it takes for him to turn right. 18. <laughs> So now we're at the ice house with Joey and it's dead. She asks Bessie if she can have the day off to go to an art exhibit. And she tells her it's fine. Take Jack with you. He just sits around looking dopey all the time. And they cut to Jack filling up salt shakers. And he, um, <laughs> he just looks like, I don't know. They call out to him. Some of it too. Yeah. They call out to him and startles and he, him. He yeah. it. <laughs> I have to tell you, I was never like a big curse Smith fan. I thought he was so cute. <laughs> I uh, yeah, he was. He really was. But maybe watching it now as an out gay man, I might relate more to him. But I did not connect with him at all when I watched the show back in the day. I don't know. I just did mm-hmm. not. I didn't get it. So maybe now when I watch it, I'll have a different reaction to him. Hopefully. Hopefully. Like, yeah, like these beginning episodes with him. Uh, first few episodes with him, I just didn't get it. So. I, I really this really solidifies my my opinion earlier about how they had him open and he literally just spilled salt all over the table. 
Well, he didn't burn down the kitchen. So that's yeah, good. the building's still standing for now. <laughs> <laughs> um, they leave to go to the art exhibit. And um, our next scene is Mitch and Tamara are at the building. He's looking the buy. They have some small talk about how she's trying to make it a quick sell. And he brings up her scandal dealing with a student. And she says, yeah, it was something like that. And she says, you're no stranger to scandal yourself. And he brings up how Gal had an affair, but he wants to give that image a rest for the um, remainder of the afternoon. And she says, understood. That so was, they both I, brought up each other's scandals and then they both dropped it and moved on. Yeah, it made no sense. I guess I they're finding something to relate to because to me, it's almost like Mitch is trying to be with her, right? You thought that he was interested. See, I didn't really yeah. get, I really... I don't know. I think he was curious, but I didn't really get the whole uh, him expressing like a sexual interest in her. I thought it was more of him just trying to him being curious and wanting to know. Um, I, I mean, everybody, I'm pretty sure knew that it had to do with Pacey and Pacey is his son's best friend. So I'm sure there was probably some curiosity there, but I just I don't know. Maybe maybe there was and I just missed it. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention to Mitch. Those are um, the vibes I was getting. I don't know. But we see, I mean, he, we see things differently, so. We do. I mean, maybe maybe there was some kind of like possible something in there in his head because him and his wife are currently doing the whole Tuesdays, you Thursday know. Thursday date night. Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, they're Open doing a Thursday, Thursday. Um, <laughs> maybe he thought maybe he could get a drink with Tamara yeah. before she leaves because she's not staying. He knows she's not staying. So maybe, but I didn't really see it. All right. Well, we'll see what happens because I think he's, <laughs> I think she's the one that's going to be at the house next week on the date. They're on like a, but I don't think she knows that she knows it's a date. And yeah, I don't, I think cause they're doing paperwork or something. Yeah. And then, or maybe um, Gail misconstrues why she's, why she's there. Why like the reason why she's there. Yeah. And just thinks it's more than what it is. And that's when she starts her own thing. I don't know. We'll find out next we'll week. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we are with Abby and Jen. They're at the docks looking for Vincent. And Abby says they're on hunk patrol. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jen says that he's old enough to be her father. Hasn't she heard of statutory rape? And she tells her to shut up. <laughs> We're back with Joey and Jack at the art exhibit. Joey says, we won't have to stay long. I'm sure this is incredibly boring to you. And Jack surprises Joey <laughs> by showing his like total absolute love for this artist, Jarvis. He says he's amazing. Like he just talks everything about Jarvis. And he says he finds that one painting they were talking about incredibly intense winter something. I don't remember um, the name of it. It's the same one that they were, um, the teacher was going over. Yeah. In the presentation the that she did. Yeah. The lecture I, I wrote here, Jack loves art too. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh oh. <laughs> Spaghetti-o. <laughs> Joey's Joey sees something in another guy that sees something about her. Mm-hmm. They There's find a relatability there. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're necessarily compatible. <laughs> so um yeah, Joey j- is just staring at him like she's shocked. And Jack says what and he's like looking behind him like what are you looking at and joey tells him that she didn't realize he was such an art connoisseur and he says what you think waiting tables is my only talent <laughs> and joey tells him if that was the case and he'd be completely talentless she's so mean yeah she is mean so he says so not only are you shocked to find out i have a brain in my head you think i'm a terrible waiter too and he's like playing along and then yeah. she says um she tells him he's a sucky waiter and a walking sight gag 
I would have been like, shut the fuck up. Like, stop calling me these names. You're like hurting my feelings. <laughs> like, you're not being funny. Right. Um, like, you don't know me. Stop saying this stuff to me. So Jack's feelings are hurt. And he tells her that that's one way of looking at him. And then he says, it'd be the same if some shallow person stumbled upon all these paintings and labeled them messy or meaningless. But if you stare at the images long enough, they're filled with great power and intelligence. So then Joey apologizes for coming to the wrong conclusions about Jack. And she tells him he's obviously more than pratfalls. And he says, well, you ain't seen nothing yet. And she smiles and they do this cute like laugh at each other. And then they like walk off. But I was like, uh, like you said, uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, all, all caps. So now we're back with Abby and Jen, and they find Vincent. He's shirtless on uh, one of the boats doing something. He's on one of the masts. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know the what he's doing. <laughs> I don't he's think Vincent what he's doing. <laughs> Abby invites him out for a ride down the Cape. And she says there's a little watering hole called Whitey's that all that's all the rage with the laborers. She's such a like, like she comes on so strong, but she like belittles him because of what he does for a living. Like I, the only reason why he, any guy, in my opinion, that would pursue that is because she sounds like a sure thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think any guy would really tolerate being treated that way on like a, you know what I mean? Like a legitimate level. Well, yeah, I mean, she's like, I'm going to be a complete bitch to you because you're beneath me, but I want your body. So I'm going to throw myself at you. Yeah, it's exactly what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, So he says, is that my designated title? And she says, don't take it the wrong way. Laborers are sexy and they know what to do with their hands. And he tells her he's going to pass because he's not interested in playing some blue collar pinup for some oversexed teeny bopper. And Abby gets upset and she walks away and um, she calls out for Jen to like to leave. And Jen goes up to Vincent and tells him that they came all the way down here to find him because Abby is interested. And she yeah, says she like, she's thing. got Abby. She's got Abby's back. She's like, listen, you know, she says things and they don't always come off the right way but she she means well mm-hmm. you know cut her some slack she actually really likes you he's like yeah i'm not interested <laughs> yeah he's like uh not interested in her she's a bitch no yep. he says she's a stuck-up phony who wouldn't know a real man from a hole in the wall and this is when he starts flirting with jen and he tells her she's different and he'd like to take her out sometime but leave abby at home <laughs> and that's when we hear Abby call it to Jen again. And that's when I guess she turns around and looks at Vincent and sort of like, I think she's sort of like surprised that maybe, maybe surprised that he asked her out. I don't know. I, I'm so torn on this because I don't, I don't know. I feel like, like, like when they were sitting at that, that table, that last look that she gave him was like the eyes look. It was like a, I see you, you know, you know, I know you're looking at me, but I'm, I don't know, like her body language is different and I can totally commend her for wanting to speak on her friend's behalf. But again, I think it's the body language. Maybe that's what he's reading from her. She may not even realize. Oh yeah, maybe. I don't even think that she realized that she's doing it and he's picking up on it. And that's why he's, you know, pursuing her the way that he is. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on it. Abby comes down so strong. She kind of shadows the more subtle body language that Jen puts off. In yeah. my opinion, I don't know. I could be seeing things. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. 
Um, so she goes to leave and Vince calls out to her again and tells her it was nice seeing her. And when she goes to meet up with Abby, Abby pushes her away. Like, really rude. Well, Jen goes to grab her, turn her around and say, let's go. And she's just like, don't touch me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, she's... And they were all, and they were all dressed up. It was so funny. I... Oh, <laughs> I know. Jen looks like... With, like purple dress. And Abby was wearing this like weird... What are they called? Like a, it wasn't a scarf, but it was like a. Oh, it was like a, it's like a see-through cover. It was like one of those little, little cover. Yeah. Shirts, but it was see-through. It had like polka dots or something on it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the 90s. Like, Everything like, was Let's get dressed dots. up. Let's Everything get dressed up to see the fishermen. Bright colors, crop tops and polka dots. Like, <laughs> I'm honestly surprised that I don't see one Lisa Frank item anywhere at all on any of these girls. Okay. Cause that's like pretty much all I had was Lisa Frank. So. <laughs> well, wasn't Lisa Frank more for like younger girls? Um, adults still buy Lisa Frank, but that now be they do because it's like popular. No, Maybe they had everything. They, they had these little, they had these little like fold out magnetic notebooks with a little calculator in it and a calendar, and those were cool. And the pens and the pencils, and the, I always had the pen with the pom pom feather thing at the end. <laughs> oh man, those are the years. I, I totally would have been that girl from Clueless with the pen with the poof. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> it's for all ages okay if you like the colors and the brightness and the animals oh my god i know what to get you for christmas <laughs> they make alien ones okay <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i love the, the alien print anyways um <laughs> so jack and joey are leaving the exhibit and joey tells jack that she's been working on this bowl of fruit that laura was teaching them and he says he'd love to see it sometime and then he tells Joey to draw what she loves. Like, don't waste your energy, like, on something that you're not interested in. Right. And this is when Dawson just shows up out of the blue. So now the three of them are just standing there. And it's awkward between Dawson and Jack. And Dawson Jack just, says, like, pointedly looks at Jack, though. He, like, pointedly looks at Jack, like, are you going to, you know. But there's no introduction. You... Like, I, know. I don't think he's ever met Jack. So, like, why wasn't there any, like... I'm Jack. I work at the ice house. I go to school with you. I'm Andy's brother, that type of thing. Right. It was just sort of like awkward. Awkward. Yeah. Like Dawson doesn't even say like, I'm Dawson. Like, who are you? But maybe that was their way of having Dawson sort of like claiming her, like saying like, she's Mayan. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I I just, I didn't even really pay that much attention to the fact that there wasn't really a whole lot of introduction. It was like a Dawson walking up on them talking and then being like, oh, hey, I didn't think you were coming and blah, blah, blah. And then him just staring at Jack like, all right, you can go now. You know, why are you still here? But not, I don't know, because Dawson's not that rude, but. Yeah, he's really not. Maybe it's it's all about subtext, right? That's the whole thing between Tamara and and Pacey. It's all about this, what you say, you know, through your eyes without words. So it was that subtext he was giving off when he just gave him that pointed look. Like, all right, look at that. That's probably what we were doing. (laughs) I see what you guys did there when you wrote this. I see, I see. perfect. Jack says he's going to go and Joey tells him that they can all walk back together. Like she wants him to walk back together and he tells her it's okay. He has errands to run and he leaves. And um, Dawson asks Joey if she wants to go see the exhibit and she tells him sure he did. And 
he's like, show me the paintings that you like. And she says, it's okay. She knows it's not his thing. And she tells him that he earned his points just by showing up. And that sucks though, because he was trying. He was trying. And she just keeps like. She shot him down. Mm-hmm. So he apologizes to her for what happened uh, the previous day. And he says it wasn't his intention to hurt her feelings. He says he just wants to go back to being Dawson and Joey, who analyze and argue and debate and disagree. And he tells her she's put him in his place a thousand times about some movie. Why can't we interchange subjects? It might actually be refreshing, a refreshing change. And she says there's just much more to it than that. And she goes to leave again. And he grabs her and asks her why she's closing him off. And he asks her what's changed. And she starts, she gets really upset. And she says, that's exactly the point. Nothing's changed. Like we're still the same. Like nothing has changed. And she goes to leave. I think she's just getting very confused. She's too content with this relationship she wanted for so long. And like we said earlier, now she's looking for this weird conflict because Mm -hmm. he's not, he's not like supportive of this new hobby she has. And maybe she's starting to realize after the whole thing with Jack, you know, having this common interest that there's other people out there besides Dawson Leary. So it's almost like she got what she wanted, but, she realizes now that it might not be what she really wanted. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I don't really know what's going on inside of her brain right now because I see what she means about, um, I don't even, I don't even know. I lost my train of thought. Like, cause I'm so focused on what she says later when she kind of explains it to him. And I full heartedly understand where she's coming from. Um, and it just kind of circles back to him not taking her seriously, but he's so used to her always being there. You know what I mean? Always being about uh, him and his movies and they're having those conversations that she's finally grasping onto something that's just for her and he's not taking it as seriously as I think she would have hoped. You know what I mean? As He's not as interested. So instead of having intellectual conversations like they do about his movies, he's kind of bagging on the stuff that she likes. Yeah. That's kind of like my interpretation of it. And it's it's a different, like, yeah, they can still have the banter, but the banter is different when it's not on the same playing field. Like we could have in a really great, you know, banter back and forth conversation over our opinions on movies, but you can't really meet me on that banter without dissing it completely. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, I <laughs> think it, it does. Okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is the outfit she was wearing in this scene. I thought she looked really cute. She was wearing these okay. like tan, like um, khaki shorts and she had on uh, like a shirt underneath and this long like denim blue shirt, which I loved. And she's so pretty. Like she's so pretty. Katie Holmes is so pretty. <laughs> Ugh, I can't take it. <clears throat> Katie, if you're listening. You're so pretty and we love you. <laughs> yes. Katie Holmes. We know you're listening to our podcast about Dawson's Creek. We know that you do nothing else but listen to Creek Talk podcast with Jamie and Steven. So if you're listening, come on our show. We would really love it. Thanks. <laughs> or anybody else. I mean, it's fine. Or any, yeah, or any of the cast that we know listen to us. <laughs> Are you an extra? We'll take you too. <laughs> uh, that's going to be me. <laughs> True. So our next scene is uh, with Pacey and he meets Tamara at her building and he tells her he she's cleaning the building because she says she has this, somebody coming to buy to the um, buyers coming today in an hour actually right and he says he looked up this pinter guy 
the king of subtext, you say one thing, but mean another. And he says, do you think it's possible for us to have a moment without subtext? And she tells him she's not so sure. Words are what got them in trouble in the first place. And he tells her that he went to see her the other day to tell her that he's over her. Sexually, they were compatible, but they're on two different planets in all other respects. And he tells her he's fine and he's grown up. And she says, I can see that. Um, And they say their last goodbye. And he goes to leave, you know, walk. She has her back to him. He has her back to her. And they sort of turn around and look at each other. And then they, they just run up to each other and just start kissing. Do you see the little like laugh that Pacey gives went before, like just to see, they both like turn at the same time. And if you watch Pacey's like expression, he like lights up for a minute and he kind of laughs when they collide and then they they start sucking face yeah it's i totally missed uh, that yeah it's funny um so yeah they're making out she's molesting him again and then they (laughs) stop and he says they could both benefit from one of those silent moments right now and that's when she says she has a buyer coming um she needs to clean up the place and he says is that subtext again and he says he has to know one thing and she's just looking at him like she's like what what is it Pacey and he says do you miss teaching and she says yes very much and he says he misses her teaching very much which is all subtext Subtext. (laughs) like well he pauses before he said is do you miss teaching yeah (laughs) like what else were you gonna say there you got us all on our on our edge of our seats you know what's he gonna say oh I miss I miss you teaching me with your vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Teach me all the ways of sexualness. Sexualness. And she's like, (laughs) like, I miss it too, Pacey. We're back at school and Jen's following Abby through the halls. And she tells Abby she likes her dress. And Abby says, I know you told me 300 times. And we can tell Abby's like really upset. Yeah, she's mad. Jen says she gives up. She doesn't understand what she did to her. And Abby says to her that she stole Vincent from her. They went down the docks because she liked him. And um, Abby says she can't step out of the spotlight for one minute to let her have a guy. And Jen tells her, don't blame me because you got rejected. And Abby says, "Uh, that's not me. That's your specialty. And that's when they leave. Like, it looks like Jen was going after her again, but it was weird because in the beginning of the episode, that's what Jen was trying to get over being rejected by Dawson. So it came full circle with this whole conversation now with these two and Abby being rejected and her throwing it back on Jen. So I don't know. It was a very uh, interesting way to come full circle with that whole thing. Cause she was like so supportive and then Abby got jealous. Like, it's not like, I I don't know. It's not like Jen did anything. I mean, but they're young teenage girls and you know, people get jealous. So she probably was like, you're pretty well, I'm sure she was but hurt, you know what I mean? She yeah. was definitely a little bit but hurt because she was interested in that guy and the guy showed more interest in Jen. And I'm sure she's got a little bit of an insecurity about the whole thing. So I don't know. Yeah, very insecure. So then we have now uh blah blah blah. Blah so now, blah 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 blah. <laughs> so now we have Dawson and Joey's scene uh at the end of the episode. He's sitting by a tree, they're right near the creek. And I wrote down, she looks super cute in the same shirt Andy was wearing in episode one. I'm not sure if it's the same shirt. I'm not sure if it's the same shirt. It looked like the same shirt. The orange shirt Andy wore when she met up with Pacey uh, in that store where they sell everything. 
Leave it to you because I never remember what they're wearing. (laughs) (laughs) It looks exactly the same. So then Dawson tells her he's afraid to say anything because he feels like it's going to lead to a fight. So she says she wants to help him understand her behavior lately and why she's been pushing him away. And she tells him that she doesn't even know. She doesn't even know. Uh, She tells him that he's very important to her. And this art thing, whether it be a hobby or a passion, it's important to her too, you know, for the next like three episodes. And she tells him that he's important to her too. And he tells her he's happy for her, but he doesn't want to lose what's great about them. And which was like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of a selfish thing to say, but at the same time, he's still trying to like make sure that they're staying. What am I trying to say? He's, So he tells her he's happy for her, but he doesn't want to lose what's great about them. Meaning like, I don't want, I don't, to me, it was like, I am happy that you're doing this art thing, but I don't want that to take away from us either. That's what I heard when he said that. And I I feel like that's probably the the basis of their problem. Dawson's so used to Joey being all about Dawson and Dawson's world. Joey has a little piece of something for herself that doesn't include Dawson and And it's hard for him to give her that space because it's always Joey and Dawson, Joey and Dawson. But now Joey needs to have Joey time, you know? Uh, So I, I kind of took it that way too, because he's not realizing or seeing the separation. He doesn't want Joey and Dawson to change, but Joey and Dawson have to change Mm -hmm. because that's the only way that you can grow and move forward. You can't live in this bubble forever. You know what I mean? And Joey is trying to move forward. And for, in order for her to grow, she needs to, have the space in order to do it. Dawson isn't really giving it to her. I don't think he realizes it. Obviously, he doesn't understand. But I see yeah, where Joey's yeah. coming from with this. Yeah, if you're not evolving as a couple or like as a person, then there's something wrong. <laughs> That's the other thing too. And I know that even what did we what did we we had a like a phrase for this uh, in like high school, and it was like the the like the girlfriend chameleon. I think, or something like that, where like somebody would start to see somebody and then you would stop seeing that person because they're so all about their their significant other. You don't see them, their hobbies change into what their boyfriend or girlfriend likes. Um, You know, you don't hang out with your friends as much anymore because you're hanging out with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever. Um, And I think- I had a friend like that. Yeah, and and it happens. And I think that kind of touches base a little bit. It's it's, uh, like has to do a little bit with this because if something like Joey's life right now, it revolves around Dawson. She has nothing for herself. Mm -hmm. What happens when Dawson is not there? She has nothing. And that's probably what scares her. And I think she even says it too. She yeah, says exactly what she's she something of her own separate from him. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. I totally get it because there's nothing scarier than, you know, that one person that was your whole world is no longer there. Then what do you do with yourself? Yeah, that's exactly what she says. Mm-hmm. She says someone told her to draw what she loves, what inspires her. And all she could think about was him. And she shows uh, Dawson the portrait she drew of him. And mm-hmm. He just says, Joey, Joey. I know. And he's like in awe about it. He's like, oh, it wasn't bad. I'm not going to lie. No. Um, and she says, and that's not okay with me. If I were, if I were to lose you, I would be void of everything else in life. And she tells him she lives in total fear of going nowhere in life. And that's why she shut him out. And he tells her he's not going anywhere. He just wants her to be happy. He just wants to stop fighting. She tells him she wasn't fighting with him. She was fighting with herself. One minute she wanted to push him away and the next she wanted to hold him so tight. And he asks her what she wants. 
So then she says, I don't mean to sound like a blob of paint, but can we just let this one thing remain unresolved for now? And he looks like, oh no. He's crestfallen. I think his his heart just sunk into like the acids of his stomach. (laughs) Yeah, I did feel for him in that moment because he's like, he's he's a young kid. It's like a serious, their first serious relationship. He's so confused. He's, they're they're both immature. They're both overdramatic. They're both so fucking serious. And I'm like, just let her fucking paint. Like, you can still date. (laughs) It doesn't have to be that heavy. And even at the end of this, I was even confused. I was like, what? was that a breakup? Are they are they on a hiatus? Are they, what is this? I don't even understand. What does that mean? It's, Can we it, just... means, it means she's not going to talk about it right now because the next episode, they're still together. But yeah. Can we leave I, this unresolved? Uh, I have no answer on whether I want to stay with you or not. Yeah. No, we need to have a conversation about this now or in like a day when you sleep on it. But we need to That's have That's all she has been doing the whole episode is just avoiding everything. Yeah. Um, but I I said, wow, the writers are really pushing this so fast to get them broken up. Where we wait, we had a whole season of her <laughs> pining after him, right? Yeah. And then, you know, him finally realizing that maybe he loves her as much as she loves him. And we finally get these two together. And now it's like, did they We're over it? <laughs> yeah, like we don't like over it. <laughs> maybe because last week we talked about how we didn't like how the two of them were together either or season or episode two we were like yeah get over it like it's so annoying maybe the writers saw that as well and we're like we don't even know where to take them now because they they got what they wanted now we have to give them conflict um which is why they brought jack in and you know so (laughs) they definitely give conflict and uh they only get together one other time and it's for one night (laughs) yeah later on right Uh, yeah one of the college years but it was just so bizarre to me that they that they uh got they they got in there so fast and just messed it all up you know Mm -hmm. like they didn't even give them a chance to just enjoy their new relationship but not at all i guess they they just thought it was boring i don't know look if i was in a brand new relationship whether or not it was like with one of my best friends and it's brand new like that now that we're dating or somebody knew if we were fighting that fucking much i'd be like this ain't gonna work <laughs> like I, I think it, it also kind of secluded everybody though you know what i mean because when joey and dawson became an item they became an true. item and everybody else kind of started doing like you pacey's doing his own thing jen's not even really around she's with somebody else that's you know, they brought abby in. abby right but like they're not all together like they were in season one so they're like all right everybody's kind of doing their own thing we can't keep them this separate like this for too long we have to bring the group back in um and they they do they find a way to do it it just ends up with joey and dawson not being together (laughs) spoiler like (laughs) not a spoiler (laughs) spoiler from 25 years ago So 25 23 year old spoiler right i don't know some somewhere in the 20s <laughs> spoiler 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 <laughs> in case you guys didn't know spoiler <laughs> um i just think that these first couple of episodes of season two are just a little clunky i don't know it's uh, yeah it's like they're trying to figure out what what they're trying to do like they're, yeah. they're setting up you know for the rest of the season but it's like they're not sure how to set up those pins before you knock them down. You know, it's like right. a confused bowling game. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's exactly what it is. So 
All right. So now we are with Pacey and he's walking downtown. He sees Andy in the, the window, like the storefront of this restaurant. She's just sitting there by herself. And he, he goes in and he sits with her. He says, how are the cheeseburgers here? And he, and he takes a bite of hers. And she says, Dawson told you, didn't he? Don't play dumb. When dumb people play dumb, it's very disconcerting. Dawson told you what I told him. And that's why you're acting so weird. Just admit it. And he tells her he has no idea what she's talking about. I mean, he literally sat down and ate her burger. I know. I don't think that's something Pacey would do if he knew what he knew, if he didn't know what, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but now it's just like they're playing now. Like, he's playing with her now, you know? Yeah. Well, Andy Um, calls him out real quick. I love her. (laughs) Yeah, because she's not dumb. No. Um, So she says, yes, it's true. I had a brief flash of maybe feeling like I didn't possibly hate you, but it will pass. So there's no need to get a big head or anything. And he asks her if she thinks it'll pass. She says, it may pass. It most likely will pass. Unless, no, it will definitely pass. In fact, I think it just did. Yep, there it went. It's gone. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, you like me. You really like me. And she says, Pacey, please stop torturing me. And he says, I want to, but I can't. There's something about you, McPhee, that brings out the sadist in me. And we see Tamara in the reflection like getting in her car and Andy says don't you know that woman and he says I did I don't anymore and that's when we see Tamar drive off and Pacey and Andy are just he's just solely focused on her now like she's leaving his past this is going to be his present and she's now gone out of his life which is a nice way to end the episode because now it's like he's going to be solely focused on her and we're going to see where this relationship goes and and we get to see how sweet Pacey really is as a boyfriend (laughs) Yeah, I liked I liked how they ended it. I like um <clears throat> I like that they put an end to Tamara. I don't even know why they even had to bring her back. Um, closure. Um, well, they had I felt like they had closure in season one. Kind of, but not real. I don't know, maybe. I but I feel like, like I feel like Pacey kind of needed this to kind of bring him back down to earth. I don't know. Maybe they really didn't. Maybe it's just the conflict to get him to kind of move. <laughs> I don't know. I'm t- I, I don't know. <laughs> Forget whatever um, I just said. <laughs> I really have no idea. I'll, the only thing that I can think of is closure. That's the only thing. Don't ask me why. I just, that's that's all I got. Well, that's what they got. Yeah, closure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got closure. Um, so next episode is called Full Moon Rising. And I do remember that there's a Jewel song in this episode. And I'm wondering if they play it in the DVD or the streaming version. But a fun fact about the next episode is I went and took my... Uh, placement test for college the night this episode aired and I was so mad that I was missing the episode and I had to go and do like I still recorded it but mm-hmm. I remember I had to go to go to up to the uh, college and take my placement test I was like oh I'm missing Dawson's Creek um, so rude schooling how dare you no but I always rem- I always remember that about this episode um, <clears throat> but we said a lot through the episode I I like this episode a lot after I finished watching it, I liked a lot of the dialogue. Um, I like that Jen and Abby are now fighting and I don't remember how they resolve things. Cause I, I, I know they start being friends again. Yeah. I don't remember um, how they do that. Um, that's what I, I like. I love that. I don't remember. Cause it's like watching it for the it's first like the time. First time. Yeah. I know. Uh, we also slowly come back to me. So we also have no idea how Jack did with opening the restaurant by itself. <laughs> yeah. It never gets talked about again. Well, we know that he did. He he did an okay job since it's still standing. And still standing. So he's, that was he's that not was fired. 
Um, we're going to get more into this whole thing with Joey and her art. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what's going to happen. I know, I know that there's an episode where she paints Jack, like the Titanic and all that stuff happens. Yes, and he gets a little excited and needs a pillow. Because <laughs> it's naked. He's naked. And I think um, I've said this before. I, I remember like hearing about that before it aired. And I was like, that's not going to be on the show. That sounds stupid. And then it happened. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, this is so dumb. But I mean, whatever. Can you paint me like one of your French girls? Jack. <laughs> Don't let go. Don't ever let go, Jack. Jack. Don't ever Don't let go. go. Yeah, t- uh, uh, by the way, in case you guys like it, by Titanic is streaming on Netflix right now. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. I, I just I just stumbled across it, and I was like, oh, "Titanic!" And Terry's like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "It's so sad." I'm like, "But it's it's like so good." Like Justin gets like that with Farce Gump. Ah, uh, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Uh, yeah, so it is. It's on Netflix. It's on Paramount Plus. It's on Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. It's also on Pluto. Do you know Dawson's Creek is now on HBO Max? I did not. But that's yeah, good to I, know. I um I I noticed it the other night and I played the pilot episode and they have the um the opening song of with Paula Cole. So I'm wondering if who like however they're streaming this the show because I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's on Hulu too. Um it's on yes, I think I'm, so. I'm pretty sure. I know that it's not on prime i think you have to pay for it on prime but i'm wondering if they made a deal with uh paula cole and all the whatever that the theme song can just be on all these platforms so i don't think it necessarily had to be had something just to do with netflix probably not sure um it's on netflix hulu hbo max and amazon prime you do have to pay for it it's on tubi for free where do you find that google i just type it in and then it uh it'll tell hold on i just what do you write do you say dawson's creek no no look 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 all right hold on it just so i just type in dawson's creek this is what pops up and if i scroll down it says all watch options and then i just click it and it tells me where it plays oh i never even knew that (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny is tubi the app that you watch all the time Tubi is an app. It is not one that I watch all the time, but I actually did watch some of it the other day because Terry put it on for something. And it's it's a good app. I see it all over the place. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. Um, I think I have it on my Roku box, but I wasn't sure. All right. Well, with that, we're going to end the episode. And do you have anything else you want to say? No, just thank you guys so much for listening. And we love you. I know we said it already earlier, but mm-hmm. I just want to reiterate it. You guys are fucking fantastic. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, we're just happy that people are enjoying this and um, sharing and liking. Tell everybody, give us a five-star review if you want on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Because do it, do it now. <laughs> we would greatly appreciate it. And uh, Jamie, tell everybody where they can find your bookstagram. Bookstagram. All right. So on Instagram, I am at Lynn underscore book lover. Beautiful. Oh, and if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And um, yeah, thanks for 
listening. Have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll see you next week with Full Moon Rising. (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye. We're going to go. Bye. Bye. Talk.